This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast of movies that are, well, off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, the very glamorous Sarah Beale is joining me to talk about a couple of weird 90s movies that have a lot to do with high school, Gross Point Blank and Hackers. Welcome! Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy to be here. I got ready for you, with you. (laughs) With me, yes. The funny thing is, so um, we have been talking for a good two and a half hours now without recording because we just got into some random chit chat and she needed to do her makeup and she looked fabulous. That's all I got to say. I'll I'll post a picture. (laughs) It was pretty horrifying. (laughs) From my point of view, I think it looks pretty good. Like, I think it's one of those, like, um, your it's camera-ready ma- makeup, not, like, in-person makeup. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's real, it's real whack. It real <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to walk out in the street like this. I would definitely feel self-conscious. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, one of those, it's one of those looks that a lot of those makeup tutorials tell you to do, or you're just like... Don't go in public like this. Just take a picture and wipe it off. You're fine. It looks good on Instagram, but everywhere else, nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Well, lucky for you, we have nowhere to go but here. So, well, it's Friday night. I'm chatting with my friend. I'm getting done like I would normally do. (laughs) Yes. I just sat here, drank a couple of drinks, watched watch you put on all your layers. It's working out pretty well. Yeah, we're winning. We are totally, totally winning. And uh, one of the reasons why we're really winning is because we got to watch a couple of pretty great movies um, that have a lot to do with high school. And yeah. as our listeners know, we went to high school together. We did. I'm pretty sure we saw both of these movies together originally when they came out. I don't so... know. I don't know if we saw Hackers together because I was um, not in the province at the time. But we <gasps> definitely watched true. it later on together. Yes, we, we, we did. have watched this movie together for sure. Yes, because we met when we were 16. That is correct. Yes. Um, so yeah, this would have been uh, a year before we met. But I think we saw Gross Point Blank together when it first came out. I believe so i have vague memories i do remember going to see it in theater when mm-hmm. it came out and mm-hmm. and the circumstances around that are all misty memories so the likelihood is is high that we went together <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i find like any any movie that we watch that's like in the 90s I'm like, I think I saw this with Sarah is my first thought. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I can remember the ones, like, the definite ones that we, like, stood in line for, like, on The Phantom Menace or something like oh, that. Oh, yes. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw that together. I think yeah, we, we saw some of the Star Trek movies together as well. Like, We definitely... saw um, Insurrection together. For sure, we sure. saw that together. Yeah. Uh, Nemesis, I actually didn't see in the theater because I was still angry about insurrection. So I remember that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was a big deal. We saw The Matrix together. We did see The Matrix. I do. I definitely remember The Matrix. You know what? I think we saw some of the 
not the sequels, but the first Austin Power movie together. Yes, there is a very specific memory because I remember this. We had a sleepover. I remember this. And we did not sleep the whole night before. Um, I think you passed out and our other friend passed out, but I was legitimately awake the whole time. (laughs) And then we were supposed to go home, but instead our friend's mom took us to the movies because our plan was to go see a movie. And we went to go see Austin Powers and like people fell asleep in the theater because we hadn't slept. And then I remember thinking it wasn't funny at all. But if you listen to the podcast episode where I talk about the movie, it's clearly a funny movie. So <laughs> I think it was. We were just in an altered state. <laughs> yeah. And I specifically remember after that, I went home, I went to bed, and I slept for 15 hours because my mother, I remember when I finally woke up, my mother was just like, I checked on you several times with a mirror. <laughs> I legitimately thought you were dead. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so that is a very specific Austin Powers reference. So yes, for yeah. sure we saw that one together. Yeah, I do. I have vague memories of that. Yeah. Well. Um, we saw, but, that- but we probably stayed up all night watching movies. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a movie called the only movie I remember us watching that night is something called The Fear, which had to do with like a wood doll and it was like made from like a haunted tree or something and I was just like what is happening (laughs) I don't remember that one maybe I was sleeping through that one too but I remember watching one of the children of the corn with Mark Hamill in it (laughs) I don't remember that one (laughs) I don't we watched weird movies we stayed up all night watching weird ass movies yeah we did we to did. go to stay up to go see a movie pay to see it and then i fell asleep in the theater. <laughs> the funny thing is i remember staying up and like you and our friend have like passed out and i'm watching this movie i'm like this movie's not funny like can we leave but then i didn't want to wake you guys up and then the movie finished and everybody got up and left and I went home and I was just like, I was just like, I just saw the worst movie ever past for 15 <laughs> hours. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Oh. This is what you call a good childhood. What are you doing? <laughs> I know. We, nobody was asking us to clean anything. We had no responsibility. <laughs> we had all the time and money to like do these mm. silly things. Yeah. That's pretty funny. It was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if somebody asked me to stay up all night now, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Just go to sleep. No, I'm not going to stay up watching bad movies so I can go to a movie theater and watch another movie. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do teenagers do that now. I don't. Well, they're not doing it right now in the pandemic, but I don't don't know. I don't know if they would do that now. (laughs) I don't know. I think if if you like if people are still doing sleepovers, like not right now, that's impossible because pandemic and stuff whatever but if you're like doing sleepovers i think like teenagers you know like they try to stay up all night like yeah for sure that was a easily like and that initiative was set like early i have early like three four five grade years like that's the initiative you try to stay up all night watching inappropriate that's how i got to see universal soldier last the mohicans Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, like all the movies I wasn't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hellraiser, 
every horror movie. <laughs> that's, that's how you saw them. You stayed up all night when mm. the parents were sleeping and you watched those movies. And even though you were way under the poltergeist. Like, <laughs> yeah. The funny thing is, I was the opposite because I was a latchkey kid. Both my parents worked and stuff. And me and my brother would be home at least two to three hours before our parents actually got home. And so we would just like watch movies during that time period. And if the door opened, you know, click, clack, unlock, be like, turn it off, turn it off. And like you run away. <laughs> like that, that's how we got to watch all the movies that we weren't supposed to watch at whatever point in time, for sure. Uh, that, that may also explain how warped I am sometimes. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> your mom still walks in your room and your pulse, turn it off. <laughs> You're just like, wait a second, I'm an adult. Leave it on. Leave Shrill on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually haven't watched Shrillers yet. Is it good? It is so good. It okay. is so good. I it was very emotional for me. It was a but in the best possible way, and I enjoyed it immensely. And even awesome. the ending, like the 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 grand conclusion, uh, it leads to a potential movie later on, which I'm excited about. So Did yeah, you watch all the of it. Third season already? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Didn't it ever come out like a week ago? Well, I might have binged it like in daytime hours (laughs) because it was so good. And it was like, and honestly, it's, I think it's like six or eight episodes and they're Mm. half hours. So like you can watch, you can go through that really quickly. Right. Okay. I think I might have to get on that one because I've seen it pop up in a bunch of different places. And what is her name? But like, I know her from SNL. Yes, I know her from SNL. And I always thought she was hilarious and they didn't use her in enough stuff. So I I would probably love this show as soon as I started watching it. Yeah, it's just about like a woman and she's trying to learn how to advocate for herself because she's so used to like putting herself in a submissive role. But she advocates for herself and her job and then her love life and then like her even her friendships and so it's like it's good it's just about like positive growth and like yeah I love it I love that type of show (laughs) that's good okay maybe I need some of that in my life so like when the pandemic's over I'll be like this is me taking back yeah this is how I need to grow in my world. Like, but she, she makes mistakes too. Like she's not perfect. Like mm-hmm. she definitely had like trips along the way and they even show that. And so it's all enjoyable. I, I loved it. Yeah. That kind of thing doesn't just make for compelling television, but it makes for more likable characters in general, because I find um, like, especially like the 80s and the 90s, where a lot of characters were infallible, where like, no, they're perfect. You know, yeah. it's the world around them that is broken. And that's how you learn your lesson. Um, whereas like, no, this actual character is fallible, but they learn and grow from it. Is, is yeah. Like or they, yeah. And they even acknowledge like their own struggles, right? Like, oh, mm. this is a barrier for me and I'm confronting it. Like, whereas like that was often glazed over before. Like, no, we don't acknowledge barriers. We don't acknowledge like challenge. We don't acknowledge like inequity. But like, no, like those mm. exist in the world. We can address that. Like, it's not going to be uncomfortable for everyone. Like, mm-hmm we can live through this yeah that's the kind of thing that bothered me about the show girls um i remember like i remember really loving the first season of that show and i'm like 
I'm going to watch the shit out of this. Like, it's going to be amazing. And after, I think it's, what, five seasons when it finished, by the end of it, I'm like, I hate all of you. Every horrible thing These people are so self-involved. Yeah. Yeah. And they they don't evolve. They don't change. They don't accept that they are not perfect beings. And... I know it was essentially supposed to be able to like, it's like four women living their life the best way possible. I'm like, you guys are shitty. Like you're shitty people who think you don't have to apologize for your shitty behavior. Yeah. And by the end of the show, it's just like, I'm like, like three out of four of you are in shitty positions and you deserve it. That's what you You put themselves there. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's very hard to feel. Yeah. Sympathetic or compassionate towards somebody who's not even trying to be better or Mm. even on a growth trajectory. Right. You're just like, oh, like, goodbye. (laughs) I'm so disconnected from this. You're like, (laughs) I'm over it. Thank you. Um, I'll I'll just stick to my documentaries. (laughs) Definitely. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's good to have a a show like, like shrill like that out there. I I definitely have to give that a a quick look. I, I, it's people know, I think I said this before, I'm not a binger. So it's, it's going to take me, Sometimes. A while to watch all of it. Yes. I am. A, I'm very much. I grew up in the TV era. I've never gotten over the whole TV feel of things. You know, I want. <laughs> I want the episodes to sink in and ruminate and let me think about theories and ideas. What's going to happen next? You know, and like, that's how I watch shows. Like I have a list of shows I go through and I watch one episode each. And I'm like, look, I've, I've, spent six hours watching tv shows but they're all different not just one thing and i'm like next week i'll do this again and (laughs) like i absolutely love the shows that i know this frustrates a lot of people but i absolutely love the shows that they're releasing like streaming online one a week i'm good oh yeah i'm still watching the nevers on (laughs) i found the first episode so boring (laughs) Uh, it was a little slow. It definitely was slow. Um, the plot is a little like, yeah, it needed an injection faster than we got. Like, mm-hmm. it, I'm, I don't know. I'm still in the fourth episode, and it still hasn't revealed itself entirely. But I'm like, okay, slow reveal, slow reveal, cool, cool. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I don't mind a slow reveal, but that first episode, A, it's a bit longer than the episodes that follow. And B, by the end of that episode, I don't like anybody. I don't care about anybody. <laughs> it's boring. Why am I going to spend more time on this? This is. Because it was better than whatever in Bone, because <laughs> whatever that show was, something Which- in Bone. Uh, there was like some I don't know I just watched some other fantasy thing with like a gunslinger and a girl with magic light inside of her and it was just like the most boring basic Netflix show and I was like guys <laughs> you had billions of dollars for this budget clearly and you didn't do something more interesting like <laughs> it's really it's shocking like- when it happens <laughs> But I, I don't know what that other show is. I, I don't I can't know. remember. 
I just heard of like, you know, it was a combination of ladies and X-Men and, you know, in the the turn of the century. And I was just like, oh, it's going to be like 1602. This is going to be awesome. If you don't, 1602 is a comic series where the Marvel Universe happens in 1602. Just letting you guys know. Anyways, but I was just like, oh, it's getting like that kind of vibe from it. I was like, oh, I can do this. And then I watched the episode and I was just like, this is okay. I gave up. This is bad. <laughs> um, I felt horrible about it because, like, the ideas are clearly there. But for me, I think for me to get into a show, I have to at least like a character, right? Like, the first episode doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be perfect. But I have to be like, I like that guy. I want to see what happens to that guy. You know, I'm like invested. I'm yeah. invested. Yeah. Uh, whereas this show, like I saw it and it was just like, that's sure, I suppose. Eh, like, okay. Whatever. <laughs> you know, nothing drawing me to it. So <laughs> I, I got over it very quickly. What can I say? <laughs> um, so like I've definitely been watching stuff. It's just spaced out. No binging. But I think I'll just have to have to add Shrill to the list of yeah, it's good. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one and the second season of Love, Death, and Robots is the other one I need to add. I need to. Oh yeah, that. I haven't watched that yet, but I will watch that. I love the first season so much. I love the first season. It is so good. Like there are episodes that are not as good as others, sure, but there are no bad episodes right they're all like so varied and different like even some of them i like some of the i guess like the animation style more like there was one that was like uh a black and white primarily but the person just kept dying over and over again but i remember Mm. the the visual like the visual component of it was so engaging and so memorable that it's like seared into my mind that and the robot and the farming one for some reason there was like a farming episode and they were being attacked oh yes yeah yeah Yeah, both of them just had really compelling like i think art and that it was really engaging for me Mm -hmm. they're great like they're just so so good i really really love it um so yeah I'm, i'm looking forward to like like i'm actually curious to see if they bring back any of the people they used in the first season or maybe oh, it's nice. the same the animators same yeah and yeah. see like what kind of stories they build based on their styles and and all that kind of stuff oh because they I'm, could be carrying yeah continuing yeah you know or even if it's just like something completely completely new like all new people all new art all new stories that would also be mind-blowing and amazing so yeah that would be cool I'm looking forward to it. I am. I'm down for that. I'm mm. also, it's also kind of emulates my favorite style of books right now, which is like books of short essays. So mm-hmm. like everything that's like, I knew the 10 minute threshold. I'm like, yeah, I'm down for that. If I only have to subscribe for 10 minutes. Yes. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like, that's like everybody's, um, what's it called apparently i don't have it either because i can't attention span no. attention span that's <laughs> it yes <laughs> 10 minutes we're out um hopefully hopefully people listen to this podcast in 10 minute interval um because some of our episodes are a little bit long i know but uh sometimes no, these are people with fully say. functioning minds yes 
I hope, yes. You know what? My audience are fully functioning people and they're amazing and they're wonderful. They're doing great and we wish them the best. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of our audience, they're here to listen to us talk about Gross Point Blank and hackers. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Maybe we should get on that a little bit. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. So, Gross Point Blank uh, came out in 1997, starring Joan Cusack and Minnie Driver. Um, and I, John Cusack. Did I, did I not say John Cusack? Oh, I, I heard Joan. Oh, God. Did I say Joan? But Joan That's Cusack okay. is also in there. Joan is the best part of the movie. <laughs> She's hilarious. She's the uh, the military jacket that she's wearing, and he makes reference to, like, start calling her Sergeant Pepper. I I don't know why, but at that moment, I laughed very hard for no yeah. reason. No, that's no funny. Reason. That's super funny. <laughs> the funny thing is, I remember, like, I was sitting there watching the movie, just like, I love that military jacket. <laughs> okay, Sergeant Pepper. Like, yes. yes. Just, oh, no. Oh, no. What have I done? It's okay. I'm gonna be no, like, it was very satisfying. Like <laughs> that was a satisfying part of the movie. We're like, yeah, you have to call that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder how weird it is for like I know they're professional actors and I know they know what they're doing, but at the same time, how weird is it for her to just call John Sir throughout the whole movie? Like, oh, I'm sure she loved that. Like, I'm sure she did that intentionally. Like, I don't think it was written like that. I think she said it that way to make him feel uncomfortable. And I hope she did that too. Because how satisfying would that be? Just to like put him in his place like that. It actually (laughs) does make it just a little bit better. Like it really does. I like to think that like, no, this is like her calling the shots. You're like, you you may have done me this solid by getting me this part in your picture, but. (laughs) (laughs) But sir, uh, Sir. we're going to act it this way, sir. Please make sure you do your job well, sir. <laughs> and she even has like some of the emotion, like the biggest emotional scenes of the movie. Like, I don't even think Minnie Driver gets to act as big as she acts. And then he is like a self-professed, like, he doesn't directly say autistic, but he kind of admits it at some point that he has like inability to perceive emotion and he has like no more like He's kind of a psychopath. <laughs> well, yeah, because he mentions in he he fit a certain psychological profile. To right, right, does, right. Um, so, yeah, and he can't as, distinguish between right and wrong. Essentially. Yeah. So as soon as he says that, you're just like, oh, there are things that are definitely wrong with you. Like, I know, you're I know sh- there, there has to be something wrong with you for you to just be OK with killing people. Yeah. But at the same time, this is another level of. Yeah, yeah, inability to to yeah read a situation, but at the same time he he totally goes to the reunion and is able to read and navigate many relationships, including with his bully. He confronts Mm -hmm. a bully and like was like I don't know. So I is that also just a convenient story for him to spin? And he's used to perpetually lying. I I think he a I think he is used to perpetually lying, Um, but b throughout that whole sequence anytime mini driver is around him he's just like we should go i want to go i'm t-. like it's clear that it's like draining for him 
right yeah like yeah it's not just it's not just like an annoyance but it's like physically like he's like i can't do this i'm gonna do that but then somebody else comes in and he's like hey yeah i remember i'm engaging with you yeah uh so i think it might be like i didn't think that scene was like out of character because they included the part where he was like obviously like let's go let's go yeah or i'm gonna kill another guy <laughs> yeah you know i'm like i'm trying not to kill people but i'm thinking about it so maybe we but i'm killing so many people <laughs> <laughs> he does end up killing quite a few people yeah <laughs> well because he makes his best friend even like help him burn one of the bodies like that's not oh, traumatizing <laughs> i'm sorry that's one of my notes i'm like Okay, you haven't seen this man for 10 years. And he's like, <laughs> help like me. okay, I'll help you burn a body now. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> this is this is some amazing friendship stuff. That's here, not okay? normal. No. I'm sorry, Tracy, if you came to me after 10 years, I would not help you burn a body. <laughs> but if I came to you like 10 minutes from now, you'd be okay with it? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got my makeup on. <laughs> nobody will recognize you it's fine it's fine (laughs) but you see but you'd have to wait for me to get my makeup on so that might take a little while 20 minutes 20 minutes 20 minutes (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um but i must admit i watched this movie and i remember liking it but i thoroughly enjoyed this rewatch i really like the soundtrack the soundtrack is what made it for me like Mm -hmm. I think if the soundtrack had not been as good as it was, I would have, like, I don't know, not been so taken by it. Like, I I think the music score has a lot of nostalgia for me, and it's songs that I liked and songs I would have listened to at the time. And so I think that's what, like, really drew me in was, like, I I love this song. And you're like, oh, I'm going to totally watch what's happening now. And I don't know, it's kind of reminiscent of his, like, earlier movies where that were, like, John Hughesy kind of films with the soundtrack like I don't know if it kind of had a, a similar vibe like it has that crossover vibe from like uh, teenhood adolescent love story to like fully grown actualized human with additional elements so I don't know it's a fun transitory film <laughs> I just want to say we have had the exact same thought about this movie because <laughs> watching this movie and listening to the music I'm like all of these songs are from John Hughes movies. Okay, mm. this is just this automatically creates a nostalgia, which yeah. I think I think it's supposed to because it's a high school reunion. So it's automatically and it takes place in the '90s. So and it's ten years later. So he would have been. It would have been in the '80s. So that would have yeah. been the music he was listening to when yeah. he was that age. And so, but one of the things that I pictured was. So one of his first roles, him and Joan Cusack's first roles, was in Sweet Sixteen. Or 16 Candles, yes, yes. And I was just like, oh, he's the dude from 16 Candles, and she's the chick because uh, she With has a neck like, brace yes. and a neck brace. And I'm like, oh, so for they, sure, this is the, like they graduated three years later and they were on a different level. And 10 years after that, this comes out. Boom. <laughs> Makes sense. Full circle. <laughs> we're, Do you we're, think, yeah. Yeah, it is funny how it like reads that way, but it totally feels that way. Like as the viewer, you're like, oh, I've been trained 
for years to like understand these things in these ways and now I'm totally interpreting them as that (laughs) yeah well I wonder if like a like a person who did not grow up on John Hughes movies or has not watched John Hughes movies if that would translate in that like nostalgic way or right it's like it's fun music you know yeah or like yeah or even have the same emotional connection to these songs like yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why I don't have the same memory for more modern movies. It's because I don't have that emotional connection to the music in the movies. Like, mm. even when it's, like, pop culture, it's like, but hey, Smash Mouth comes on, and I'm like, somebody what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Shrek pops into your head kind of time. It's just time. Yeah. The world. (laughs) I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Well, well, so like this makes me think about the idea of nostalgia where like this did not work on generations. Like maybe our parents it worked on, but never anybody before that because before that, there was no way to really replicate nostalgia. There was no, you couldn't record things. Things weren't on the radio all the time. You know, things just kept getting changed and updated. It wasn't a repetition of things before, whereas like so much of our life is dependent on nostalgia now. Like if you think about like advertising and film and and like just general media, it is all based on nostalgia and that's how they make their money. That's how they draw people in. Oh, yeah. This movie definitely feeds on that. Like, it feeds on it like a beast. Oh, for sure. Like, even, like, I was annoyed at myself watching this movie because, like, uh, as a modern viewer of a lot of, like, media, I I can identify what's manipulating me, right? Like, I know what's pulling my heartstrings. And I was annoyed that, like, I'm like, oh, you're drawing me in with this freaking song and i'm like i can't even help myself i don't want to be so compelled by an annoying love story of a psychopath i technically shouldn't even like this movie as a feminist but here i am like head over heels because you played that violent feb song and i'm here for it exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly <laughs> like I'm hating myself. I'm a bad feminist for liking this movie, yeah. but I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, it happens to me all the time. Like I catch myself enjoying something. I'm just like, what is wrong with you? That- like, why am I so compelled by these two white dudes talking to each other? I shouldn't even fucking care. But I love you, Dan Aykroyd and John Cusack. What the hell? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, like, the movie is about this, like, this guy who's been disconnected and disappeared for 10 years, sure, but it's also about this relationship between him and his high school girlfriend he hasn't seen, but his high school girlfriend doesn't doesn't seem to have evolved or changed, not just from high school, but in her current, like, in the sequence of the film, either, And you're just like, sure, she's cute. Sure, she's fun. But she's not doing anything. Yeah, she really is like the lackluster 
which is annoying because I love Mini Driver and I think that Mini Driver just suffers from poor writing. Mm-hmm. Like, like acting was not her problem. Like, it was just the bad writing and bad circumstance. And she should be able to like pull off a little bit more in this movie than she does. But like, yeah, I, I'm very annoyed as that as well. And I'm like, I want to see better for you. I want you to be like a fully formed person. I want you to have like character traits that are like known to like. At the end of the movie, what do we know about her aside from that she's good at partner yoga? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, her apart- and, and gave up her career for this guy. <laughs> yeah, like she still works at a radio station, and she lives with her parents because her apartment broke burned down. Yes. Um, but her her bedroom is exactly the same as it was in high school. So she hasn't gone far from that either, which is also very weird. And still living, yeah, at home with her parents. <laughs> and that's that's literally it. Like, you have no idea what she's actually... No, wait. No, no, wait. She got married. Didn't she get married? She is a- she? I don't remember that part. I think she We says- don't even really know her friends because, like, she goes to talk at the reunion and, like, we don't even see that part. Like, that part's never on camera. It's like, mini driver catching up with her friends, right? It's yeah. just, like... Mm-hmm. yeah because you end up following him around you don't even see like who she's talking to she just says yeah i want to talk to these people i want to say goodbye to away. these people first yeah 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 so yeah like she's really second straight like this this i think it's funny that this movie is described as a romantic comedy but like what a romantic comedy between John- uh Aykroyd and cusack because like they get all the screen time together like is this a homoerotic film? And I didn't realize, like... It could be. I mean, with all... Because it's gun- really not between Mini Driver and John Cusack. I'm sorry. With all that gun talk and stuff, you know, and, you know, getting holes into each other. Right? There's right. A, there's a whole subtext in there, for sure. <laughs> for sure. It wasn't the romantic comedy we thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like... I don't even know. I think I think the whole like one of the reasons why they get away with not talking much about their backstory is that they're like, we don't have to talk about it because their backstory happened 10 years ago when we're not doing flashbacks. We're just going to be like, oh, he just walks into her booth in the radio station. <laughs> they make out and we're going to accept it because it's 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 a love that was never um it it never had a a conclusion you right know? so they're still like in the middle of it um, you see honestly if somebody from 10 years ago walked into your life right now would you be would you would your first impulse be to kiss them passionately no no would not i uh, i i also similarly share as a woman that i have no such impulse for any such person in yeah. the entire world so this is very rare but this, what this, if, this situation would happen okay but what if it was a boyfriend that you had a very good relationship for and this guy he just disappeared well like goodbye like i it's 10 years i've moved on like i hope i wouldn't be raiding around for mr 10 years ago <laughs> well according to this movie nobody in that town moved on nobody in high school moved on it was 10 years ago like even with the whole high school bully thing yeah it's like, true 
yeah, he's gonna be a dick, but that was also ten years ago. Why do you want to start a fight? Like it just doesn't. There was no evolution for these people. It was like very stagnant. Yeah, like I mean, I think after ten years, you would have had enough time to, you know, absorb things and move on. Can we? (laughs) Can we do this? I mean, I would like to believe. Are we too ambitious? Are we too ambitious? Maybe. <laughs> like, I would like to believe that I have moved on from all of those childish things from high school. Yeah, I don't um, identify with any of my high school experiences in my present day life. Exactly. I mean, except for our friendship, I have well, left yeah. all of that behind. Like, all of that is just gone. Um, like we're not do we're not doing high school antics anymore. Like we're not living out our high school lives. Like no, <laughs> we have definitely evolved from that point. <laughs> I'm happy yes. to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's like there are times where you like you can't help but you know quote unquote regress when right. you when you like are in a certain situation or you are with certain people. But I, I doubt I'm regressing that far is all I want to say. Like, I don't, I don't, I think maybe I like maybe five years, you know, maybe, maybe I might regress to the point where I'm just like, oh, but you know, I am the submissive in this relationship, but I don't think I'm going to regress to actually acting like a child. <laughs> I do have to say there was like a brief moment in like December where I came to visit you when you were staying with your mother and it it felt very like high school for me that we were like both out and we weren't supposed to be out but we were walking <laughs> I was like oh this feels like our illicit like yeah this would have been shenanigans if we were in high school (laughs) (laughs) that's true because it was like the middle of the night it was freezing outside (laughs) but we're not allowed to gather and so we're like we but we were yeah but we did all we did was without a walk i know like it shouldn't feel so illicit but it for some reason it just like it brought up those memories of mm. like- <laughs> yeah. look when you grew up grow up where we did you know there are very few things to keep your your mind active okay we did some pretty tame very boring things but some yeah, scandalous things. i mean like late night walks it was like like this was not scandal this is not the height of scandal like we would go walking in our our suburb late at night ooh scandalous (laughs) you're out after eight (laughs) o'clock you're like but it's dark outside you can't go out there it's a Sunday night Disney is long over (laughs) oh my god it's so true but yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because honestly, like, I was just like, oh, it is like we're in high school again. This looks great. That was kind of funny, but I think it was more the circumstance of like, like, yeah, that whole illicitness. Like, oh, we were going to get trouble. <laughs> like, because like, you don't feel like that on a normal basis, right? Like, yeah. you just live your life and you're like, oh, nobody cares what I'm doing. Like, nobody's even watching me. <laughs> exactly. It's It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't we don't live in that society anymore we, we live in the now that was the then <laughs> hopefully we'll get back to the then ish 
for the future. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. I don't even know how to describe how our society will function in the future. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I already told Tracy the story that I've been consistently only shaving one of my legs for the last several months and leaving the other one <laughs> untouched and not noticing until this week. <laughs> So our minds are not functioning as they once were. They are not. Um, <laughs> and I love that the weather is getting warmer, but it makes me angry because that means I have to do more things to make myself presentable. So it's upsetting. Well, if they're social distancing, they shouldn't notice any of those things anyways. <laughs> Six feet, sir. <laughs> Is is this TMI? I don't know if this is TMI or not. No, no. My my nose hairs are the perfect length. Thank you. <laughs> this is what my listeners are here for. <laughs> it's fine. Yes. Um, but yeah, talking about regression. I mean, they fully did that. Um, yeah. Also, one thing I've—I forgot how many faces were in this movie. Like uh, uh, famous people. Yeah, like not just um, Dan Aykroyd, but like there's Jeremy Piven. There's also another Cusack. There's Anne Cusack uh, is also in it. She's the um, you know when they go to dinner and like the Nancy? drunk friend. Yeah, yeah. sits down. So yeah, this movie is fully a family affair. Um, Jenna Elfman shows up in there. Alan Arkin, Hank Azaria. Oh yeah, Jenna Elfman. I always yeah. confuse her with Deborah Messing for some reason <laughs> because they probably had shows around the same time. They, they did have shows around the same time. That's very true. Because she was what Darman Gregg. She was Darman Gregg. Yes, <laughs> and Will and Grace. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those were on at the same time. Um, this is. Like, my favorite Jenna Elfman role was, of course, Can't Hardly Wait, which we talked about a long time ago. Um, (laughs) She was, like, the angel randomly in there. It was great. Um, But uh, it was fun seeing her face. I was just like, Jenna Elfman is in this? And she's the one rocking the weird, like, head, neck brace. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. It is such a funny gag. Like, I don't know who I hope you Joan Cusack was the influence for that joke because it was funny to see it again and I still laugh even though I knew it was coming. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I loved it. I loved all of it. Um, and the other face I recognized in there was Michael Cudlitz. So he was the bully. Oh right. And um, he he was in. I watched several years of The Walking Dead. And then he was a part of The Walking Dead. So as soon as I saw him face, I'm like, it's the guy from The Walking Dead. And I had to look. He was all buffed out in Walking Dead, though. He is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this, he looks so young and so thin. I know, right? He's, I, I, it, I did a double take. So I was like, is? Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so I loved it. I love seeing all of these people. I was just like, I was just shocked how many people were in there. I was just like, oh. I think it's also one of those things like until a person is like properly famous you don't notice them in anything and then you look back at stuff and then all of a sudden it's just like there they are there they are there they are this 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 Billy Crystal was like that for me for like the longest time and he was like in every children's fantasy everything like (laughs) really wasn't he 
Isn't he in a couple? I don't know. Isn't he in oh, Princess Bride? He is in Princess Bride. That's literally the only one I remember. In Spinal Tap. He's like the mime in Spinal Tap. Mime is money. Okay. I am going to admit something. Go revisit some Billy Crystal and you'll be like, damn, you heard everything. <laughs> I'm going to admit something to you. I have never watched all of This Is Spinal Tap. Ah! <laughs> I said it. I said it. You and said, it's, uh, is it not on your shelf, Tracy? It is not. And oh. it's not it's not one of those things where I'm like, I don't want to watch it or have no interest in it. It's never been that. It's one of those things where I'm just like, I've seen parts of it. People make lots of reference to it, so I know what it is. You know, like turning yeah. volume up to eleven and getting lost backstage and all that kind of stuff. Like I get references to it. It's fine. But it's it's like it is not an easily accessed movie, but it's also not a movie that is like, I have to watch this movie. This is a mandatory. It's just so funny. But I have to, honestly, I do have to recommend, if you're not going to watch This Is Final Tap, then watch this other documentary based on a real Toronto rock band like Spinal Tap called Anvil. And they happen to be some neighbors of mine. <laughs> and they've lived the same life trajectory as this is Final Tap. And it is just, I don't know, it's so fulfilling. You're just like, yeah, these are real people. It's, they're not even joking. Like, they're really doing this. It was so, uh, even I made my mom watch it. And even she was crying at the end of it. She loved it. <laughs> Anvil. Okay, I have to. I have to yeah. look that one up. I'll have to look that one. And up. it's true. It is like, and it is not a parody band of like, but it is a true to life like hard rock band, like what this is. Final Tap is representing like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but like unironically, unironically. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to be clear. It's not that I'm never going to watch this as Spinal Tap. That is not the thing. I just haven't gotten around to watching the whole thing. Okay? That's, that's just it. Like I said, I've seen many pieces of it. Like, it's very, honestly, it is very likely that I might sit down finally, watch the movie from beginning to end and realize I have watched this whole movie. Just oh, not I've in order. seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> That, I know that, you have. I feel awesome. it in my bones. You have seen this movie. <laughs> You've probably watched it with me. Because <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, that is a total and absolute possibility. <laughs> um, I don't know. Sometimes, it's just so silly. Yeah, you know, because there, there are some times where like I watch a movie and it's not that it's bad and it's not that it's no good or anything. But like maybe I watched too many movies in a row or or like it's just one of those things that just kind of get lost in the amount. Or it doesn't of strike you out. in that moment. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and it just gets pushed out. I'm just like, it's gone now. There you go. But three seconds in the movie, I'm like, I've seen this. What are you talking about? Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, I could quote this whole movie to yeah. you. <laughs> My favorite I, part of that of that movie, because I know you're not never going to talk about it again (laughs) is the ending credits just one of them just throws out like if I wasn't doing this like I'd have a haberdashery (laughs) (laughs) I just love that idea like you like trying
trying to like develop this rock god ethos this entire time and you just throw it all away for like haberdashery yeah he's like he's like i'm gonna make you look good okay we yeah got hats we got some jackets. You want hat? do you like a chapeau sir? and it's just it's just so ridiculous it's just so funny <laughs> i swear at some point in time you know I just want in, in regular conversation just to be able to use the word haberdashery. Just the other the other word I want to insert in conversation at some point in time, just nonchalantly. I know it's gonna sound weird, but the word susurrus, I don't understand oh. why. But the first time I read that word, I was just like, Kurt Vonnegut, you've made my life. <laughs> this is a word. I have to use at some point. I've never been able to do it. Nice. One of these days. Uh, Also, (laughs) if you don't know, susurrus is, the definition is the distinct sound of people whispering. Ooh. Like uh, some ASMR shit. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. Essentially. Um, So, yeah, but like the definition is so specific. It's like, no, no, you can't understand what they're saying, because if you can understand what they're saying, it's not a susurrus, right? So it's just like, it's like undefinable whispering. Yeah, that kind of thing, you know? So it's like it's the distinct sound of people whispering. Like, I'm just like, that is just such a good word. Like, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. I don't know. I like a good word every once in a while. What can I say? (laughs) I was, I play this like um, a word game online uh, for fun. And I was very proud to be able to use some like dinosaur references. (laughs) I was like, yeah, it was like an eight letter word. May I ask you? No. Yes. Okay. I was going to ask you for a sample word. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, like, thank you. All the times the ROM was worth it. <laughs> I read all of those plaques, man. They're there. <laughs> Every single one. I've been to the Terrell Museum more than once. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, any dinosaur references are really good. Mm. Yeah, we have um, on our front lawn, like, uh, a a small collection of dinosaur toys like on the front lawn and like we're known in the neighborhood now as like the supplier of dinosaur toys. Um, But then I was really just like my heart like leapt when I learned that um, potentially there was a recent discovery that Tyrannosaurus Rex hunted in packs and sure enough on our front lawn is a pack of tyrannosaurus rex because it's the most popular dinosaur toy and i was like this is it this is accurate this is historically accurate representation of dinosaurs this is amazing <laughs> i, I know yes. how terrifying though would you can you imagine being hunted by a pack of tyrannosaurus rex <laughs> I mean, I think it would be scary, but if they're covered in feathers like people say they are, I'm yeah. less scared. Giant chickens. Giant, exactly. <laughs> um, and I might laugh at their short arms a little bit before they tear me apart. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you would die in joy. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> look at your uh-huh. arms. No! It's great. <laughs> now I'm dead. <laughs> 
It's better than going on the toilet. <laughs> That's true. Oh my god. Having like a like an aneurysm from pushing too hard. <laughs> or no, like in, in Jurassic Park, that one guy that gets eaten up the toilet. Oh yeah, that's also bad, yes. <laughs> I love that one. I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 this can plausibly happen. No, no. Getting eaten by a dinosaur on the toilet is what I was talking about. It's fine. I thought that dinosaur reference was given. <laughs> my my bad. My I apologize for making that assumption. <laughs> I brought that into the space. <laughs> I don't know why my brain didn't go that way in the first. <laughs> Uh, I think it's it's stupid that it didn't, but also, like, oh, he was a lawyer. He deserves it. It's- I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> There have been a lot of dinosaur movies since then. <laughs> there have been. There have... Wait, has there been? Are they all been Jurassic Park movies? Well, the Jurassic World movies. Yeah. It's the, it's the same universe. Let's call it. Was there other Jurassic movies or other dinosaur movies? I don't Well, I guess the King Kongs don't count. Or <laughs> um, Wait, does Godzilla count? That's yeah, I would I would categorize that as a dinosaur okay. movie. Yeah, because in the most recent, uh, not the most recent, because it's Kong versus Godzilla is the most recent, but in like the first of the newer Godzilla movies, they were talking about the dinosaur age may have been like a war between dinosaurs, and that's what killed them out. And yes. and Godzilla was the last one left. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Thanks, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't talking about that one. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny to mention Ferris. Oh, yeah. yeah. Again, I wanted to apologize to all my listeners. The last episode, I did a lot of yelling about that Godzilla movie. I am sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> We can move past it. We can move past it. It's okay. People forgive okay. you. They forgive you. They accept you. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Gross Point Blank. Mm-hmm. Um, Dinosaurs, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like, what? what is your overall take of this movie? I don't know. Like, yeah, it was, I don't know. It was one of those things that I was kind of, I was skeptic to rewatch because I remember having fond memories of it, but I feel like I've grown as a a viewer of film and and I have developed and I, I'm looking for a new criteria, but it just, it sucked me in and I was here for it and I was, I wanted to see all of it. Even at the end, like, I don't feel like Minnie Driver's character gets full just like, she doesn't get the ending that she deserves, but I'm still satisfied by it. I'm just like, yeah, I'm happy with that. She gave up her career to leave with this psychotic dude. Okay. Like, I think she's going to be happy. Yeah. Cause he was like, <laughs> let's just take off. Let's just go do stuff. And she's like, okay, really? Yeah. yeah. But then at the end of the movie, when there's a chance that that's not going to happen because she finds out what she actually, he actually does. And yeah. Like, oh no, they're not gonna have their happy ending, quote unquote. And but when you think about it logically, you're just like, 
course she shouldn't go. That's crazy. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Her dad is still in jeopardy. Somebody's trying to kill her father. She just upped and left him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand that he killed the person sent to kill him, but there's probably more people out there. <laughs> right? Gonna come Obviously, back. he's on somebody's radar. Like, they should be sticking close by yeah. <laughs> or brought him with him. <laughs> something well it, there is a chance he's just in the trunk and they're sneaking him out of the city that's true we don't know that we don't know so <laughs> but yeah it's like one of those things like yeah i can't help but i don't know it's for whatever reason i'm like i'm drawn in and i'm satisfied and it, it's like a very fulfilling experience for me to watch this movie even though i my brain is telling me you know better than this don't Ball for this bullshit like (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i can't help my i despite that all i still really enjoy this movie uh like even um at the end one of my notes is that like mini driver's character is debbie i find she's the only person in the movie who has the correct reaction to finding out he is a murderer for a living yeah you know was like yes i'll help you roll up things oh yeah he was whatever he's morally ambiguous and but she's just like what the shit like yeah oh my god but i also started taking notes kind of defending him at the same time (laughs) and i was just like why are we doing this yes why are we defending his behavior yes I don't or why know. are we why are we falling prey to it too because it's like i know that i shouldn't be persuaded or dissuaded by this person and yet i'm like i'm here for you i'm watching your movie i'm on your side i'm pitting you against john cusack who i freaking love as a blues brother like <laughs> sorry dan Aykroyd. As a blues oh sorry brother. yes 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 <laughs> um yeah because because my whole thing is like when she's yelling at him and she's just like i'm gonna leave you lied to me this was supposed to be a joke blah 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 and i'm just like i have notes saying here like but he didn't lie to you he told you everything you can't hold that against him what's wrong with you and then i'm sitting there thinking he's a murderer what like why are you okay with this that's not okay that shouldn't be okay it should never be okay yeah and yet here we are excusing it yeah i i think it's also one of those things is where you're just like oh no it's a fictional world yeah and this is just about character development and you know emotional connections yeah it's almost like a situational comedy write-off right you're like oh no this is a comedy of circumstance like he yeah. doesn't want to be a bad guy and yet he is and <laughs> yeah he can't help it that's just who he is it's his world he was he raised to be this way yeah yeah, yeah. his I- childhood home is a gas station now <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> at least one thing i have to say about the scene is at least he saved the kid running out of that thing. i know he could have yeah, just that left was that very kid redemptible i yeah. did love like what was that song that was playing? It was just it's like some ACDC song. It was just like this charging song that like, it was so funny that scene when it was interspersed with like the guy's inner, uh, what he's hearing in his headphones and playing the video game versus the giant shootout. <laughs> I love that scene. It's so funny. 
I love I love it because like watching that scene, the headphones he has in would never keep out. Never, that never. He would have heard that immediately. <laughs> yes. It's not like now where you have like giant over here ear headphones that are noise yes, canceling. Noise canceling, yeah. And, you know, as I'm describing <laughs> the headphones that I'm wearing right now. Um, <laughs> that can legitimately get rid of that sound. Like there's no like the the little styrofoam things that are just like on top of your ears. <laughs> we could classify those as like air air flight quality earphones. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Somebody breathes next to you and you're just like, shh, be quiet. Oh, it's so jarring. Yeah. <laughs> We're such audiophiles. I know, we really are. We're so snobs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like to hear things well. Thank you very much. I do too. I do too. I'm with you. My my number one pet peeve is when I'm in a Zoom meeting and other people don't have like a headset on because I'm like, are you aware how terrible your audio is right now? Like, this is a disservice to us all. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start doing the weird leaning in thing and the leaning out and the is this better? Oh, and then the echo and the echo. Yeah. Come on, yeah. we are eight, how many, 15 months in this pandemic, and you've not fit or figured out your audio quality yet. Yeah. Get your Come shit on. together. Get Thank your you. shit together. Yeah. <laughs> also, I have recommendations about your background. Like, <laughs> I, I gotta admit, I cannot complain about any of his background because my backgrounds are not that great. So, no, I don't it's use, great. It's I great. don't use fake backgrounds. <laughs> It's either, it depends where I am. It's either a blank wall or a bookshelf. That's what you get. That's what we're sticking with. I have nothing but fake backgrounds. And I was happy to admit on Star Wars Day, I had more than 20 Star Wars themed backgrounds. That's amazing. And then when I picked like the simplest, most basic, like Millennium Falcon interior, and everybody in my team was like what is that put your job right now just be done with guys i could have picked kashik or like something more obscure like (laughs) do you know what like snoke's interior looks like i do (laughs) why don't you All I did on that day was I took a shower and put on a clean shirt, and it was a Star Wars shirt. That's and beautiful. On the front, um, and nobody else in my meeting had any Star Wars things, and I was. It's fun. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so now I officially have three Star Wars T-shirts. One Darth Vader. The other one is Rebellion. It has Rebellion written across the top, full thing of stars. And at the bottom, it's like a full-size, like, x nice. thing going on. It's beautiful. I really like that shirt. And my other one looks like a 70s, like, band t-shirt. And it's like, it's like Star Wars, 1977. So those are my those are my Star Wars shirts. I kind of love them. Those are cool. I got this really cool bag. It's like... um. I don't know if you can see it, but it's like Ooh, it's it. Darth Vader, but he's made up of tiny instruments because it's from a live um, orchestral show of Star Wars music. <laughs> I love it. That is yeah, that it was a good show. 
that is another nerd level that I have not been able to participate in because I have wanted to go to all of those like orchestra things because they did one with like Indiana Jones. They did Star yeah. Wars. Um, oh, which one was one of the last ones they did? And I was like, I need to see that. And I couldn't get tickets to and I was so mad. What movie was it? I don't know. I know for sure they've done like Harry Potter. Nobody cares about that. And they've done like um, I've got just Star Wars ones before too, which are fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to like I've I've when this is all over. Star Trek. Star Trek too. Like they do like the yeah, because it's just great music, right? Like great music. Yeah. Oh my god, can I tell you? I've just discovered the Star Trek um original animated episodes. I did not know about those until now. You never saw those? I've never seen them. And they're I'm now like. They're horrible, but they're fascinating. No, there's more triples, more trouble. Like, <laughs> is there not a more applicable motto for our time? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> oh, so good. So good, yeah. <laughs> Um, I must admit, I haven't watched them in a very, very. It's got all the original voice actors. You have to rewatch. You. Have it does to. not have all the original. I. That's one thing. It does not have all the original voices. There's somebody in the show, who is not the original voice actor. Nimoy, Shatner, Sulu, like Takei, like a lot of them are there. Uh. Uh, Gene Roddenberry's wife uh, is yeah. the the nurse. She's great. Oh my god! And the computers, multiple computers. <laughs> you know, one thing I found out about her. Um, so, like, she died during uh, Voyager, and um, apparently, one thing that she did. So, she had been doing the voice of the computer and stuff from TNG on. Yeah. And one of the things she did, even she was dying, was actually record like a library of stuff for like the computer and stuff. So they could just keep using it for like ever. That's awesome. And when I found out about that, I was just like, you're, <laughs> you're not crying about this. What are you talking well, you This is not something you cry about. That is crazy. This is you a know. computer voice. There's <laughs> why they're tears. I know. So, like, all of the movies since, and well, not in the most recent shows, unfortunately, but they just used her voice and like all of her recordings and stuff. And I think it's beautiful for the con- continuity and stuff. Like, no, that. I think that's so cool. I, yeah. And it was cool in the animated um, series to see her voice as well, because, like, at one point she's representing like an alien spaceship. But it's a semi-robotic voice, but it kind of sounds like Loxana Troy. And I'm like, ooh, like all of it's the intersection of your acting work. Like it's so cool. Yeah, it's so <laughs> cool. It's so cool. Yeah. I love it. That's good. Star Trek <laughs> Talk. Star Trek. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Tracy's Star Trek podcast. I have to stop making such like a direct reference to to start like, hey, guess what? We did the thing. We did the thing. No, I got I got to not do that. Um, also, I I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can hold this in long enough, but I cannot wait till I get to Star Trek. Like, I can't wait till I get there to talk about Aww. to talk about well, the movies to talk yeah. about. The- yeah. Yeah. It's the movies. It's going to be so good. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I just finished Picard, so I'm ready to talk to you about it. But we can okay. save it for later. <laughs> we'll save it for later. I just want to say one thing. I know I'm a giant dork when sometimes when I'm going to bed at night and trying to sleep, I think about episodes that are coming up. I'm like, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this. Ooh, I hope this comes up in our conversation. Oh, I got to do this. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You're allowed. We, we forgive you. <laughs> I'm allowed. Like I fully have like anecdotes. I know I'm going to say for like certain episodes of things. So like, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah my next very well-known anecdote is for mall rats oh Ooh. beautiful one <laughs> Funny, yeah. <laughs> but yes anyways we keep we keep rambling <laughs> sorry yeah. so, what are we talking about again yeah wait am i rambling no if people no. have been listening to this since the beginning they know exactly what's happening it's okay they signed okay. up for this yes <laughs> they're prepared yes um <laughs> uh one of my last notes for the movie is uh yes he saved your father but he still just violently killed a bunch of people <laughs> i think <laughs> right. i think this just goes back to the how did she run away with him randomly conversation because like her whole thing is she sees him kill one person it was like oh my god oh i'm fine with this yeah but then he just killed a whole house full of people and she's just like i love you okay oh dad you good bye yeah i mean he opens the door and like is covered in a lot more blood and stuff and you're just like all right <laughs> well if this happens sure thing um, I was like, I was, I was giving this movie every excuse along the way too. I was just like, the moment Nancy came along and had that tiny little conversation with Mini Driver, I was like, this movie just passed the Bechdel test. <laughs> like, I was like giving it every favor, like, like it wasn't a problem, and like this movie is problematic. Like, I'm not yeah. trying to like glaze it over, but like, yeah, no, she shouldn't have fucking run away with him in the end. Like, that's unreasonable. <laughs> Yeah. She definitely should have like been like, nope, this isn't acceptable. You need to go to therapy. You need to stop being a mass murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Come talk to me then. Well, honestly, he was trying to go to therapy. Um, oh, yeah. Then he fired his therapist. therapist. Yeah, because he's like, oh, no, I, I, I found um, Debbie, so I don't need therapy anymore. <laughs> I do love those moments with this therapist, though. When he, you could see he's just like he's justifying whatever he wants in his mind. It is like therapist is calling him out on it, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna do this anyways. I'm just gonna follow my dreams, or <laughs> like whatever, whatever justification he had." Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, this is happening to me. I'm not controlling it. Like yeah. you're like, but you are controlling. You could just not you, do the thing. You're not listening to your therapist, dude. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he he already said he doesn't want to be your therapist after he found out you kill people for yeah. him because he's scared of you. He keeps showing up. He keeps giving you advice, and you keep saying no. There's a problem. This is not how this is supposed to work. <laughs> that actor is hilarious, beyond hilarious. So, like, Alan honestly, Arkin is so good. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, he's so funny. <laughs> he's yes. just the best. <laughs> When he showed up, I was just like, "What? Why is he?" Yes, I, I love. I, I forgot part. you were here. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love the part where he's calling to fire him, and he's like, he's like in a session, and he's like banging on like the answer oh. machine. 
Uh, that, that reminds me, we need to talk about the obsolete technology in this movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's the part the cell you... phones. The, the cell phones. Oh my god, the cell phones alone are brutal. <laughs> but one of the things that gets me is the part where he gets a fax in his car. <laughs> And first of all, I was like, wait, what? What? And who gets faxes? (laughs) Also, the part where um, Joan Cusack is, like, destroying the office, and she's, like, pouring gasoline on everything. I was like, those computers were really expensive at the time. Don't you think? I was like, I was like, I gasped. Because I was like, no! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, based on the amount of cash he left for her, I think she'll be fine. Yeah, she obviously did well. Yes. <laughs> but still, um, it was kind of shocking to see. They're like, you're just going to burn that computer? <laughs> right? Like, I know, like, a com- you can get a computer as little as $200, depending what you want to do. Like, it's usually like a like a, yeah. a netbook or something, right? That's like 200 yeah. bucks. But, uh, but you can get, like, a top-end computer is maybe like $3,000, right? If right. You get the things in it. Um, but like back then, like a basic computer that has like a tenth of the speed and a eighth of the memory, like back then was like ten thousand dollars. Like yeah, so that was shocking to see her destroying that property. It was like oh, like that's the reaction I had. I was like, what no. are you doing? <gasps> no wait no 10 no it's the 90s no 10 it'll be like five thousand dollars like a basic computer is like five thousand like even like a 80s. dvd player at the time well that would have been later 80 or later 90s like a basic dvd was still like 500 to a thousand dollars yeah they were expensive <laughs> oh yeah my God. and just like buying an actual dvd was it was like 50 60 bucks to buy a dvd you're just like this is a lot of money <laughs> I mean, I honestly started my collection at the point where, like, the prices were declining quite steeply. You could easily get, like, good movies for 20 bucks or less. HMV was going out of business. (laughs) This was only, that was, like, two years ago. Five years ago. Five. Oh God! Now I keep thinking it's about been it. It's going been a while. out of business for a long time. Yeah, it was like a slow decline. It was like yeah. <laughs> you're like one or two stores closed. You're like it's fine, and then you you realize they're having a little bit too many sales, and then you're just like, what's happening? Why does the store seem empty? And then one day, do you I, do you no longer carry new product? <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, they were having crazy sales. Like it's like 12 DVDs for 20 bucks, and you're just like okay. okay. Thank you. Like, what do you what do you I'm taking all of these? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, what is it? I'm just like, I don't know. I just want like this and picked it up. <laughs> walking the whole like row of yeah. the new metal section. <laughs> Good. Yeah. A lot of Papa Roach. I, I must admit, I do miss like I like DVDs and everything, but one thing I really liked collecting were CDs because, um, like, you got a lot of really nice artwork. Like, they stopped putting in the lyrics and stuff, which used to really frustrate me. But you got a lot of really cool artwork, and the discs were really nice looking. And, you know, I'm a a collector, and I'm just like, I just want something that looks nice. And I'm like, I know you could just buy digital stuff, but there's something about having physical thing that made it slightly better oh yeah for sure 
mm-hmm. I've, I've had a, a recent revelation where I'm like at home and I'm like, oh my gosh, my, my internet is terrible and I can't even stream music. And I was like, wait a minute, I have so many CDs. <laughs> and then, yeah, you totally like take a moment, you like flip through the artwork. You're like, oh my gosh, I yeah. remember this. Yeah, it's like it's a full experience. It's like yeah, it's, you know, like you. It's like getting like a book. You, like you open it, you get like that smell. Then you like it's tactile. You touch it. You read what's in it. Then you or they even like they it. made it experiential as well, right? Like I pull out. I don't know. I had this like tool as Lazarus CD or or whatever, and it was like. 3d glasses and this 3d artwork that you like looked at it was like it was wild and i was like yeah this is trippy as heck like (laughs) it's amazing Um, no ariana grande is doing this (laughs) exactly you know Uh, that's like uh oh my god which beck album is it it's the album that has like insomnia on it and like i think i'm in love but like tropicana it's no, it's not Tropicana. That's a different album than that one. Um, if I look it up, I probably can find it. But um, so this Beck album, what it was was uh, like it just said Beck on the bottom, but the the CD came with like a booklet. It had like a bunch of stickers and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, all these like cool stickers. And of course, me being a person who collects things, I didn't actually use the stickers because that's crazy. <laughs> I just kept it in there. But I remember finding the CD the other day and flipping through and I'm just like, oh, I love those stickers. And I'm just like looking at all the stickers. The stickers are so cool. Um, I, I don't know. I'm... But, uh, but I always thought it was, like, such a great, like, thing. Like, I love that, like, tactile, um, like, idea, you know? Oh, the album yeah. is called The Information. Oh. Yeah. Um, that's the, was I right? That's, like, Ellery, I think I'm in love, Cell Phone is Dead. Yeah. That's a, it's such a good album. It's such All a good albums. album. Honestly, I, I, I still listen to like Dear Life, like mm-hmm. repeatedly. It's such a good album, especially during a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about his music that just works for me. You know, um, I really enjoy um, like Colors. His yes. Two albums ago, one album ago. I really like the poppiness of that album which came right oh, after so fun. morning phase i think um because morning phase was all like um atmospheric and you know which just kind of like puts you in like a space whereas yeah. like colors makes you just want to like dance and have a good time and like love things um and he has all like these really cool collabs with just all these artists too which is yeah. really neat like yeah, yeah. I haven't fully listened to Hyperspace simply because I haven't had access to it. Um, I could just buy it digitally, but I'm like, no, I want, I want the thing. I want the thing. Um, you want the disc. Yeah. But the funny thing is for years now, the first thing I did when I bought a new album was I digitized it. Um, but also while you're digitizing it, you play the album. So you get to listen to the whole thing while it's, that's happening. And I don't know. Love it. Just love it. It's crazy. Anyways, 
Um, I'm getting excited about Beck all of a sudden. It's fine. No, it's amazing. That mm-hmm. that Colors album, I still love that album so much. I listen to it so much. <laughs> I actually have a game that I've been playing. Um, it's like songs that have different meaning post-pandemic than pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've been uh, accumulating a list. And some of my favorite songs are like, well, uh, Beck's Dear Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, is fits that quotient really nicely. There's a I can't remember how to say her name. She's a Canadian artist, something like Kezia, but it's called Hideaway. Okay, <laughs> and it's a great song. Um, Ariana Grande's "Work from Home." <laughs> um, it means very different things. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh, and my favorite, uh, the four non blondes. Um, What's up? Well, and or, that that's the song that goes what's going on yes yes <laughs> and i said hey, hey yeah, yes. yeah 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 hey yeah yeah i'll <laughs> say hey what's, what's going, going on? on yeah uh, Does that mean <laughs> something so different now that it did then? Yeah, I feel like that's one of those things that we should just like blare out of like balcony yes. stuff. Just be like, we're just checking in. Press play. What's going on, guys? What's up? People will What's know. What's up? People will know. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm down with it. I am down with it. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of things have like has changed meaning now. Like when you think about it and you hear about it and you, you know, you're just you're just like everything has changed. We're all in different spaces. This yeah, is happening. Done. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Uh, like one of the things I've been doing um, since I haven't been home as much. I've been using uh, Spotify a surprising amount, which I don't usually use simply because I don't think they understand what I'm going for. Um, I, and, I, and it's it's more one of those things where it's because I kind of have a eclectic taste in music where they base things on genres. And I'm like, no, no, I don't like all the music in a genre. More, more often than not, I like one song and then I want to go do something else. Right. And yeah. So I get very frustrated with like with any of those like algorithmic apps. Oh, yeah. I, I only listen to playlists that I make yeah. or albums that I want to listen to. Yeah. And, and that oh, makes sense. Speaking of which, another song that fits the previous criteria of songs that mean something different after the pandemic um, Jamiroquai's Virtual Insanity. <laughs> oh my god, that is so true! <laughs> and Candy, just for good oh, measure. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, can I tell you a story about Canned Heat? Yes. So Canned Heat was a song that was used in Napoleon Dynamite at the, yes. his, his dance sequence. And I used to work with this guy who's lovely. He is a lovely child he's not a child anymore it's been a while um he's a wonderful person he deserves every great thing that ever happens to him he's a great great person but he seemed to be uh grown up slightly sheltered or something like like i find one of the biggest things when people don't know something is there's like oh i wasn't born when that came out i'm like that's not an excuse that is yeah. not an excuse. No. You know, I wasn't I wasn't born in the 70s, but give me 
uh, I don't know, Dusty Springfields or something. And I know the music. It's fine. Right. At just 17, I'm here. Yeah. Like it's, it's <laughs> fine. Um, but like, like the music I listen to is just stuff I have listened to all the time. Like if you tell me, oh, it's not something I like, or, oh no, I've never heard it before. Fine. But if I'm like, oh, this movie, this song came in. Oh, I wasn't born then. That's not an excuse. <laughs> but at one point in time, so we had found out that that this guy he didn't know a lot of pop culture things. So we ended like uh, he worked with us, and we had like a whole department of people. And anytime he was just like, "I don't know what that is," and it was, and he's he always said it in a way that wasn't like like you're stupid, whatever. I don't care. It was more of just like, "I don't know what that is. Please tell me more." So we would. <laughs> You know, like when one of the Chris's and Chris Cross died, we had to explain what Chris Cross was because he'd never heard of them. And I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so with Canned Heat, he thought that that was just a song that was written for Napoleon Dynamite. <gasps> no, and we, we literally sat him down and we're like, you need to listen to some Jamiroquai. <laughs> Jamiroquai Did you have to give him a whole lesson about funk and soul too while you were at it? We did not. We didn't go that far. We were just like, we're just going to stick with the artist. We're just going to stick with the artist. So you have at least a background as to what this comes from, the, the era it comes from, why it was used in this, why it's popular, why people like it. And he, lo- A, he loved it. Uh, well, I guess. We, we, we had to play like Canty, Virtual Insanity. Right. Um, everything. 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 Yeah. Because I'm sorry, Jamiroquai's albums are kind of great. And- They're beautiful. Seamless. <laughs> They're so good. Um, I'm trying to think of, well, my favorite song is the one with the the girl from Outer Space. Oh my God. Why can't I remember the name of the song? What's it called? Cosmic Girl. Sorry. I don't know why I could remember the name of that song. It is an amazing song. It's literally a <laughs> girl from out of space meeting him. He tries to give him the number, but she's like, you can't call me. I'm from across the galaxy. And they go into space together. It's a great song. Um, so we play like a bunch of songs from him. And he's just like, oh, this is so good. I'm like, yeah, you need to, you need to explore other yeah. things. But also, and he's referencing so many things in his music too. It's not just like him. It's like an entire like generation of music before him that's like infused that is informed what he's doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's a bunch. It's like it's disco, it's funk, it's R and B. It's there's yeah. a little bit of like it's like Earth Wind and Fire in there. You yeah, know? it's all of this stuff, and he does it really well. And the thing that it made me realize is that like. Like people who grew up in the generation that has never not known the internet, like we did, like part of our life was like no internet, go to libraries, right? Yeah, listen and see whatever your parents put, whatever was accessible to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whereas now, ever since the internet has been around, people are just like, I will see what I want to see. Yeah. And if I don't know what it is, I will never look for it or never see it. Yeah. And I think true. and I think that's the thing with him is just like it's I'm glad he's a person who's willing to learn and get more stuff and get more information. Mm-hmm. But like but unless he's like told look for this specific thing, he will never look for more stuff and I think that's 
that's kind of a problem, but also kind of cool at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's my story. I don't know where I was going with it. You just said can't eat and it reminded me of it. It's fine. I'm, I'm over <laughs> like, it. I'm listening to the, um, the new Weezer album, by the way, which I highly recommend. It's called OK Human. Okay. Like directly referencing like Radiohead, okay computer. Yeah, okay yep. computer. But it's perfect because um the album itself is like very Beatlesy, like an Abbey Road Beatlesy, which is like mm. my favorite Beatles album. And so when I was listening to this, because it has all this like really amazing orchestral orchestration that supports the music, and you're just like my heart swoons for that shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my God, are they referencing the Beatles? And it took me like no uh, short of like a quick Google search to find out, yes, in fact, they are referencing the Beatles and they're like directly tying that to this album. And it's like, no wonder why. It's like formulaically created for like people to associate the two types of music together but i highly recommend it for that same reason because it's like even if you didn't know the beatles i would hope that a new listener uh who appreciated weezer would like hear that in the album be like oh i wonder what informs this music and it would be so easy to access that immediately like that background and that knowledge to be like oh in fact this type of pop music and influence this type of pop music and it's generations apart and very different but similar yeah in the same way right yeah yeah well i think it goes yeah go ahead yeah no it was very fulfilling moment for me i was like oh my god that's i feel so smart yeah (laughs) well this is what one thing i love and hate about having information at my fingertips is that You know, like back in the day when you didn't have the information at your fingertips, you got to like sit and argue about things like (laughs) can't be true. That's not right. But what about this? Look at it this way, blah, blah, blah. You had like a a good back and forth and a good conversation to be stuck in with like friends or or just people in general. Whereas Mm -hmm. now you're just like, you're wrong. It's on my phone. And it's just like, like, (laughs) I want to fight you. But what's great is if you're by yourself and you're like, this thing's bothering me, tip a tap, got info. It's not going to bother me for 12 days until I figure it out, <laughs> which, is, which is surprisingly a thing that would, would happen to me. Because if I did not remember Cosmic Girl, if I did not Google that just now, I, it would have bothered me for days. <laughs> days. But like how obsessed in the 90s was like space it was a space obsession in music videos like every music video was a space like from biff naked to like janet jackson to tlc everybody was in space mm-hmm. everybody had a space suit like that was like a prominent theme of the 90s yeah, for sure spice I, girls were in space spice girls were definitely in space um i think that had to do with the whole coming of the new millennium and we're really gonna go into the future thing yeah um, where like all like film and literature and media in general was just like no no no. the future is after the year 2000 and then we're like we're gonna be in the year 2000 but everything before that was like in the year 2000 we're gonna be in space yeah and space means future so that's what we're gonna do you know (laughs) 
And I think that's what it was. And and I think it's it was it, prolific. It was prolific. But I also think that goes back to how cyclical our culture, like culture in general is, you know, because like before that, like the whole obsession with space was like in the late 70s, um, the late 60s and early 70s. And that was after people landed on the moon and like everything's about space now. But also that whole space thing came in in the 19 like 20s and like like 30s as well when science fiction started becoming like a legitimate literary form you know yeah. and yeah there's a couple of like sci-fi things in the 1800s and stuff but it but it's it seems kind of ridiculous when you read it and like, it's like science fiction of the 1800s is is like um is uh is like nemo and stuff right where it's more like it's yeah earthbound it's like journey to the center of the earth or twenty thousand leagues under the sea or like the time that machine kind of thing. Or, or the, the time yeah. machine yeah. yeah but it's all earthbound whereas i think when the you know like actual space voyages happened it became like otherworldly science fiction not worldly yeah you know? yeah so i'm reading a book right now by william gibson that was written in like i think 2014 it's the peripheral um, but, uh, it kind of blows my mind that he was like writing books in an age that was like pre-internet and coming up with these like ideas and terminology before it even existed. And it's like, Oh, like, can you imagine that man's like career? And I'm like, you are imagining these things before they existed and now they exist. It's just, it kind of blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you're just like, no, this is normal now. But that guy back then must, like, his friends must have been like, you're crazy. Like, this doesn't make any sense. That'll Like, never you're out there, man. You're out there doing mescaline like those other crazy writers. Like, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but I think, I think that's what makes people, like, quote unquote, geniuses or people that influence the world is they have like a different view in general of things. They can think, they can legitimately think outside the box because they don't think a box exists. Right. Yeah. And they're just, they're just out there and it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I did want to make one reference of a book that was written in the 1800s. It's the book that um oh god I'm gonna get sorry give me one second <laughs> give me one is it Jules Verne? No, it's not Jules Verne. It's that it's that stupid movie that takes place on Mars with the Confederate soldier and stuff. Um, what's that guy's name again? Um, oh my god, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah, okay, so Taylor Kitsch was in this movie that kind of ruined his career, John Carter. Okay, nobody, like, almost nobody saw this movie in 2012. <laughs> almost nobody saw this movie because it was advertised wrong. I am sorry, it was <laughs> advertised wrong. And there are so many movies that have fallen because of that, that are perfectly fine films. And so John Carter is based on a book by Edgar Rice Burroughs called A Princess of Mars. And let's see, what year was that written? That was written in 1912. 
It was a serialized pulp thing. It was written in 1912. And this was like one of the earlier of another planet kind of sci-fi like book that was written. Um, Because I mean, the book doesn't have space travel. Technically it has like quote unquote teleporter in it that teleports this guy from earth to Mars. So there's no space travel. It just seems like a desert to a desert kind of thing. Um, but it's one of like the earlier like space travel literature movies. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, like it didn't, it was sort of like very, like it was known, but it was kind of like put to the wayside kind of thing, like novels. Like, cause it was, it's, it's pulp fiction. Like that was written. It was, it was just pure pulp at the time. It was put out in like a series, I think. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, they made John Carter of Mars from it. And then I'm sorry, it's a perfectly good sci-fi adventure movie, except for the fact that John Carter is a Confederate soldier. Boo. Um, but, uh, but he changes his ways, you know, after meeting the people of Mars and all that kind of stuff. But it's, I think it's great. I think it's, it's, a, it's one of those movies where I'm just like, they did you wrong, man. They did you wrong. This could have been a perfectly good blockbuster. I don't know why people didn't respond to this. It was way better than that piece of trash Mila Kunis was in with <laughs> the stripper guy. <laughs> what was Jupiter, that movie? Jupiter what? Ascending oh, was so difficult. Garbage. Uh, it tried to be like five different movies in one and it just wasn't working. Infuriating. Yeah. I remember because I remember the year that movie came out because movie time was of a premium in my life with a young child. Mm. I had I had coordinated babysitting to go see that movie in theaters and it was a garbage. I was so upset. I was like, oh my God. And then the second time I got to go see the movie with a babysitter, it was Into the Woods. Which was also a piece of trash. <laughs> oh my god, Into the Woods. Oh my god. I What a garbage film that was. <laughs> I tried so hard to watch Into the Woods. I don't even know why I tried that hard. Like, yeah, you don't even I, like musical theater. I don't. But like everyone's seen you know, the play and I was compassionate to the play. So yeah. like I was already like half roped in like I was in it but it it couldn't even convince me as a like and I was an ally (laughs) (laughs) well well, that's the thing it's just like well if you do a story that's compelling enough if even if the music is annoying I can get over it I can can do it right and have you seen cats yet (laughs) I, I have. I oh, you paid, did? I paid money and saw it in the oh, theater. No, you did not. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes, my gosh. I, did. I still haven't even seen Cats. And I'm super compassionate. I did, I did not see the butthole version. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> it was one of the ones in the theater. And I will admit this right now. There is nobody, including myself, who was sober while watching that movie. <laughs> Literally... People were like the theater was full. They, so they had it in like a smaller theater, but the theater was full. 
me and my friends went, we expected there to be nobody else but us. <laughs> when we showed up, it was it was like seven of us. I, I like like we were drinking, whatever. We went to the movies to see this, and we we're just like, the only way we could do this is we cannot be sober. And we're like, okay. <laughs> and so it was like seven of us. We get there. Um, there's nobody else but us. And like one person walks in, then like two people walk in. By the time the movie starts, the theater is full. <laughs> there is exactly one person in there to who is there to watch this movie to watch the movie mm. okay the only reason why we know that is because he's the only person who yelled in the theater he's like can you guys be quiet and everybody looked at him like what and started laughing like the whole theater the lights went down and all you heard was people opening cans of like beer and stuff <laughs> like that's all you heard and from the <laughs> credits, the laughing and the whatever, and then the whole Idris Elba is purely naked thing. Oh my God, the hooting that happened. <laughs> it's just like throughout the whole movie, like, what is happening? Who's that? What's happening? Why is this person in this movie? This, oh my God. This. <laughs> I had never seen cats on, on stage. I had never. <sighs> I didn't know anything about the story and I was just intrigued. I was like, oh, well, it's fine. What is it? Cats. And I was like, whatever. This is ridiculous. Sure. Welcome to a theater school nightmare. Yeah. I don't understand. How was that on Broadway for so many years and people loved it? I love it. Like uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. They kind of referenced that like when um, Titus goes to a cat's performance as uh dressed up and then he makes up on the spot his performance and they're like yeah that's how this thing is created people just come and they make up their shit and i totally believe that i'm like (laughs) yes that is how this that is how this musical exists because of these eccentric musical theater people when they're not chronically singing the song from rent they're doing this one yeah it makes no sense it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Cats basically um, begging for death to aliens. <laughs> is that because <laughs> like I kept trying to figure out? I'm like, why is she going up in the balloon? What is it? Aliens? Is it aliens? It's just- alien. I think it's aliens. I interpret it as aliens. <laughs> okay, I was just like, honestly, it's a science fiction film, or <laughs> it oh. now is a science fiction film, but it was a science fiction musical. Uh-huh. And it's. <laughs> It's dramatic and it's so deep. I swear. I I'm sorry. The scene where um, uh, what what's her face like? Literally unzips her skin and throws it away. I you got like, further than I did. I didn't even watch the whole movie. I was what? just like, nope. No, we were in the theater. We were watching the whole movie because yeah, you no, know, you did. I didn't. And, <laughs> and all my friends said when the movie was over, he's like, we need a drink. That's what they said. Because, oh my God, like, no, it's so bad. So many, so many things. Anyways, um, should we start talking about hackers? (laughs) Yeah, we can start talking. Um, I don't even know where to start with this movie because (laughs) A, I have, like, despite the fact that rewatching this, I remembered a lot of it, I forgot how inane this movie is like I don't like it did that thing. it like 
so when the internet and hacking became a thing and they're like, we're going to make movies about this and make it interesting. They didn't know how to represent <laughs> internet and hacking. And this movie is a perfect example of that because hacking is not like images, like zooming onto your screen and, you know, like, ooh, just wave into this. It's not. Or the visualizations of like, of what, of like, it was like a city, but in like binary. It was like these weird representations of what it would visually look like. Yeah. And you're just like, no what? thing has ever looked like that. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? This isn't working in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. This, it, this it, movie like sticks in my mind. Like, so in the same year, I, I, vividly remember winning tickets to and going to see the net with sandra bullock oh my god the net which oh came god. out yeah the same year and like they came out months apart from each other uh but it was like again like similar and i think johnny mnemonic came out that year too by the way i would not be surprised um but I, like i remember it, like these things like trying to represent the internet and they were just so drastically different from one another, right? Like, like the net was a very serious, like, it was almost like a law, like a John Gershom style, like, story of, like, a very serious situation and, and internet stuff happened and now we're in chaos. But this movie was, like, it was very, like, pop cultural reference and, like, um, I would say the more extreme like fashion choices of the time. <laughs> I don't know. Like if you look at Johnny Mnemonic, there's some seriously questionable yeah. things. There. Well, but, that's um, true. But that's more like sci-fi, and this was supposed to be like real life. Like this yeah. was a high school. This wasn't like a dystopian future. <laughs> Just, at the time, this was now. This is the- this is the shit that's going on. Yeah. And <laughs> I must admit, the one of my first notes is. Oh, the fashion goes bad quickly. The fashion, yes. The goggles, oh so many goggles. So many goggles. And and what is it with him and wearing crop tops? Like that, like so many crop tops. Level crop top. And that one guy who was like, I'm giving fashion advice, and he really should not be giving fashion advice. Like, <laughs> what are you even doing? Like, this is everybody has nail polish on. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not good nail polish. No, it's all chipped and weird. And one kid's got leopard print everything for some reason. And there's a lot of rollerblades. A lot of like so many rollerblading. Oh my god, there's so much. It's just like I don't think I know any hack. I don't know any hackers. Just straight up, Mm. but I don't imagine any hacker in real life being as active as any of these people were. Like no. they move a lot. Yeah. They they are rarely in front of their computers. They really are rarely in front of their computers. Like they do a lot of skate skating around the city. And I'm just like they skate more around the city than they are in front of their computer. I'm like, you're not hacking right now, guys. What are you doing? Is, what is we, we should have called this movie skaters because that's what this movie is. You know, skaters who hack on the side or something. Like, Don't. Oh, you know, 
that's what is that the shaders the shackers like what is that i don't fucking know it's okay uh i'm not i'm not gonna do this i'm not, so I'm not gonna i'm i'm not gonna like like j- like uh what is that benefer that name together it's not a it's not a thing apparently benefer is a thing again i don't even know oh my gosh people they need to get over the 90s real bad because yeah. it wasn't even good the first time around like what does <laughs> what does he have to offer in that relationship truly like can we not just accept that we are in awe of jennifer lopez point blank like we don't care about the man in her life like she's amazing all on her own like she is are we that surprised that she attracts so much like energy or people climbing towards her they're just grabbing glomming ben is glomming onto her coattails i am 100 percent confident in saying that <laughs> <laughs> and she's bored right now she's like oh, okay that's, that's, she that's is better than him. Who cares? He's un- he's not even exciting. No. <laughs> I think the problem is is that she's better than too many people, and she but she wants someone, and <laughs> I understand that. Like I fully get it, but at the same time, you can do better, sweetie. You can do. Better. Didn't she also have like a really awesome like mid nineties like internet movie? Or no, it went. She went into dreams, wasn't it? But wasn't it like kind of yeah? There's the, there's the cell, yeah, yeah. The cell, yeah. Yes. That movie is dark and twisted. Like, if you rewatch it, you'd be like, "Oh my god, oh yeah." And it was yeah. I remember it being cool, like visually, like oh, it's visually stunning. really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's one of the reasons why it makes it so disturbing is because it's so like the visuals are done so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about it on the episode that I did about it, but, um, but yeah, like, cause she did that one and I think she did like money train and of course she did Selena and she did monster in law <laughs> was, Mon- was monster in law in the two thousands or the nineties. I feel like it was in the oh, 2000s. probably two thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her career is prolific though. Well, what about like, uh, yeah, Monster Law was two thousand five. What about Made in Manhattan? Oh right. Oh no, that was two thousand and two. That was for her rom com journey. Yes. <laughs> yes. After her experimental sci fi flicks. Yeah, but she did like a couple of like action stuff on the beginning. She did the yeah. biopic, and then she did a bunch of rom coms, and then. What has she done? I don't even. I can't even think of something. World of Dance. Five years. World of Dance. That doesn't count. Yes, it counts. It's amazing. Oh yeah, Giggly. She did Giggly. Oh, ew. Yes. Oh, that's right. Anaconda. We forgot about Anaconda. Oh right. Yes. Good way. (laughs) Forget about Anaconda. Mm -mm. That was a solid. That one was a solid. I don't know if I've ever watched that whole movie. Oh, really? I, I, I remember, like, I remember the most memorable clips of that movie were in the trailers. Okay. Okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Because I think I've watched, like, a bunch of, like, pieces of it. But, oh, she was in My Girl? Wasn't she the uh, mortician makeup person she was somebody named Myra oh 
Because I remember it's it's Jamie Lee Curtis, Dan Aykroyd, and um, who played Zeta? What is her name? She was in Veep. Um, I don't remember what her real name is. I I can just click on the link and find out. Okay, no, this is a this is a different. It's called My Little Girl, not My Girl. Oh. I'm sorry. I am sorry. That was a that was a mistake. Whew. Ew, apparently not that, losing my memory. <laughs> no, no. Apparently that is that has James Earl Jones and Mary Stuart Masterson in it. I don't oh, know. Something else entirely. It's a young girl agrees to work in a center for girls who can't stay with their parents. She gets wrapped up in the plights of several of the girls and tries to help them, but only gets herself into trouble with her parents and supervisor. Next week on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's from 1986. I don't know what's going on. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Mm -hmm. He used to be a legitimate actor. (laughs) I loved him in the Sandlot. It was three seconds, but he was wonderful. Um. And I know I've seen some of his other work, but I cannot remember any of it besides Star Wars right now. And I feel horrible uh, about it. Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love this scene where um, Blaine Gums Murphy dies and like uh, uh, like Lisa is at the radio station. He sees him in the clouds. He's like, everything the light that touches before is, is your kingdom. You know, Luke, I am your father. This is CNN. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I love it. Anyways, why are we talking about Jennifer Lopez? We're supposed to be talking hackers. about hackers. Hackers, <laughs> because Jennifer Lopez hacked the cell, and now she's Jennifer again. That's how we got there. Boom. Anyways, but hackers, fashion goes wrong as soon as you see him in oh. that weird turtleneck on the airplane. So much mesh. So much mesh. <laughs> and a lot of straps like there's a lot of like hanging straps yes. on things weird strappies neon neon yeah that's whole, uh, totally a thing and like and like uh like almost pseudo armor like is that a body pad or is that just extra fabric yes. i don't know <laughs> There's that one scene where, um, what is it? Nikon is like DJing and like his whole yes. upper body looks completely disproportionate to his lower body. And you're just like, what? Are what you is- wearing protective gear? Like what's happening here? Are you going to play football later? Like what? He's <laughs> like, when you got a DJ and take down, you know, the Boston the Panthers. <laughs> I was trying to make a sports reference that I literally could not think of a team. Like, what is wrong with me? We're not sports people. That's okay. We stayed at home and watched Packers. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And we sat in dark rooms and pretended we were hackers by typing in our passwords to Hotmail. We're like, I'm in. Type in on my live journal. This is hacking. I mean, am I hacking? Am I hacking right now? I'm a hacker. I I'm wearing rem- a crop top. <laughs> totally counts, man. Totally counts. I had. I used to have those like super wide leg like, jeans or whatever. Oh yes, yes. Oh, I definitely God. had some mesh in my closet <laughs> until recently. 
Maybe I still have oh, some. Oh, I for sure still have at least two mesh things in my closet. <laughs> I'm not, I would not be surprised. There was definitely a latex bra that was heavy in the rotation for a while. Okay. <laughs> I just want to say this, not in like a weird way, but I remember that bra. <laughs> yes, you did. What? Heavy in the rotation. Yeah. It was hard to miss. It was especially through the mesh shirts. Yeah. <laughs> it was exposed, people. It was just right? there. It was there. It was uh, part of the zeitgeist. Uh, <laughs> the PVC, the PVC came out hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. It's just so funny, right? Even like the trench coats and like, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, it find- seems so cliche, cliche now, right? Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm watching and I'm like, all of these people are trying so hard. They're trying so hard to be, like, this thing. And you're like, you're failing. Just letting you know. You're failing. You're like, whatever. yeah, you're, you're trying to look like a cartoon in real life, but it looks bad. <laughs> I could see your roots, Johnny. Yeah. I'm like, get your bleach on if you're going to do it right. Let's yeah, do this. if you're bleaching it, then bleach it. Yeah. Just be done. Just be done. Uh, and also, I want to say there's a lot of continuity issues with yes. their clothing. And I have a feeling it has to do with like re editing and recutting the movie to make it flow in a certain way. Sure. And they were just like, fuck it. It doesn't matter if this isn't continuous. Just <laughs> they're wearing this now. They're wearing this now. <laughs> That's it. It happens so many times in the movie. I'm I know. Just- I noticed that too. Even with like the side characters, like the ones who were wearing the boring suits, like the lady who was in on the scam, like she could have just been wearing a boring gray suit the whole time. But even she had weird continuity issues. And I'm like, come on. It made no come sense. On. You're like in the last thing you were wearing a, a, a maroon uh, a maroon skirt suit with a jacket. But why isn't this scene you're wearing a a black like like gown? Like what is <laughs> What is what is happening here? What what? what? Did, how did these two things go together? Like, this makes no sense. Was your costume department just high? Like, admit it. <laughs> but like, I find one of the the most glaring ones was so when he first goes to school, talking about like the bad padding. He's wearing like like the pants, and he's wearing like this like jacket with like all this padding on it, with like his roller skates and stuff. Roller yeah. skates. Um, yeah. Rollerblades. <laughs> Rollerblades. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but then it's like the next day, and he's wearing this like neon colored thing, and he he does the whole thing in the classroom with, uh, sorry, in the hallway with like the umbrella, and everybody comes out and it's raining, and they do like all the quotes and stuff. But after that scene, he is at the table with his mother, and his mother's like, "What did you learn in school today?" And he's like, "Revenge." But I'm like, he's wearing the clothes he was wearing from the first day, not that day. <laughs> so either you put this in the wrong place by accident or you rearrange thing and thought, yeah, the audience will never notice. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's stuff like that in the movie where it's just like, I, like, you guys aren't even trying anymore. Like, what are you doing? I, I definitely uh, I think I realized into that the part um, Mark Anthony is just he's at a rave at some point and he's just like dancing in this weird like 
1970s outfit that we don't even see him in for the rest of the time and i'm like oh clearly they don't give a fuck like <laughs> i was like why would you otherwise just like focus so intensely on the scene with this weird like you don't think we're noticing this like we notice <laughs> The funny thing is, is like he doesn't even look young. Like he, he will like people will be like, "Hey, there's a narc here." Like would be the first. As soon as he walked like, in, who's that old guy at the party? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, "I put on the things the young people wear." No, no, you're no, you didn't. No, no but yeah, Mark. But no, his Mark Anthony's outfit is distracting in that scene because it is so like disconnected. I could see where they were going with the '90s, like polyester whatever like they, they thought they could slip that in but it was just such a weird choice and it was like glaringly off I was like this is different from everything and you expect me to expect it like accept it yeah <laughs> I, I don't accept this they're like this is okay are we allowing this I, I don't think we should allow this can we not thank you <laughs> it's it's very there's so many things that are visually distracting in this movie like when they go to like the bar or the club or whatever, and for some reason there's like a like a skate ramp, the skate park, yeah. <laughs> but there's also like payphones all over the place randomly, but it's on two levels, and there's neon lights, and there's like people with purple hair, but people with not with purple hair, and some people who look like they came from work, and other people who look like they came from a rave, and I'm just like. <laughs> What is this scene? What is what are you- where is this place? I don't know a place where these people hang out together. <laughs> yeah. Or but there's also oh, there's also like the whole, you know, she's at the like the video game thing and it's like a giant wall at oh, the back yeah. and she's just like in the middle of it. Yeah. Like, what what game is this? What what is this? This makes no is sense. This is Tetris? This doesn't look like Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> This is no game that I know, and I play games. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. the game in P- Gross Point Blank was more believable than the game in that movie. <laughs> Remember oh the guy God. playing the game? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that game made no sense. No, it, it made no sense. I agree. <laughs> and the thing is, too, she, you got to, like, he played the game for, like, I think on screen, visually, it was, like, two minutes. And he got, like, a million points and beat her score. And I'm like, so she's always just played for two minutes and that's the score she's gotten? Like, that. <laughs> that's kind of pathetic, guys. Maybe you should just let other people play. And and the fact that nobody else has beat her is incredibly sad, guys. Incredibly <laughs> sad. There's a lot of issues. And then there's, like, the random guy she makes out with all the time who just disappears at some point, And you're just like... <laughs> I like that he has virtually no speaking lines, too. No, he doesn't. Well, like, when he asks, like, what's up with that guy? He's like, that's what he does. And they're just, like, making out on a (laughs) motorcycle. And I was like, yes. Okay. Just things women do. Yeah. That's that's super chill. Super chill. What we were doing in high school, right, Tracy? Oh, totally. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> very much so because that's how cool i was <laughs> just you had this guys with a fake motocross outfit just pretend padding but no real padding uh-huh. yeah and you know if they fall down they're just all of that just gonna disintegrate automatically <laughs> in fact they all died they died yeah. and 
Yeah, after that scene, it's all a dream. That's what it is. Um, none of this actually happened. Uh, she got in an accident. She's in a coma. Um, this this is her mind shutting down. Um, at and the then end she meets of- Jennifer Lopez at the cell. The end. <laughs> it's in the same world. Oh my god! That's so great. Sandra Bullock's on the outside, controlling them all in the bur- the bird box. <laughs> well, yeah, you know the bird box that's in that's part of the net. <laughs> She's protecting it from the demolition man. Like it's a, it's right. a thing. yeah, predictable. <laughs> I must admit that's one movie I'm very disappointed I don't own is Demolition Man because I could talk the shit out of that movie. Oh. I do love that movie too. It is very satisfying. Like, yeah, it's funny. It's a funny like buddy cop movie. Like. Uh, yeah, it's a mm. great movie. It's three great. shells. I still don't know how the three shells work, but I'm curious. <laughs> well, there's the there's the one theory where you pick up two of the shell and it's like a clamp and it it pulls oh. out of your butt. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm I'm sharing this with you because I know this and it <laughs> upsets me that I know this. So now you're upset about it. Thank you. Well, at least you've answered some questions for me. It's been years. <laughs> yeah, but those are two shells. What is the third shell for? It's What's the third shell shells. for? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that can't be for wiping. That'd be aggressive. And, yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> Unpleasant. <laughs> Doesn't know how the three seashells work. <laughs> Whatever. I'm like, I'm going to Taco Bell. How did Taco Bell win the fast food wars? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. I have my money on Chipotle right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is it just that, like, Mexican-ish food is delicious? Is that what? I, I said I mean, ish because that's not authentic. There's no, I no, no. I mean, any combination of, like, rice and a protein and some vegetables like that's a winning combo like combo sure. right a little bit of cheese a little bit of beans like i'm always happy with that mm-hmm. i agree with you you know what yes you are right okay you can go with this for sure that's just satisfying on every level yeah. but but that also describes like um like a panda express and stuff look at it was in chinese food do they have beans they have barely any veg (laughs) no if you get like a like a stir fry it's you know oh that's true yeah and carrots and onions and bok choy and yeah stuff in there yeah then that's like any half decent like fast food then like (laughs) that's true but this is why i question how did taco bell win it makes no sense that's crazy (laughs) stallone's reaction to like taco bell is a proper reaction because you're like what it's crazy they have the cutest mascot i mean ronald is terrifying (laughs) wait what is taco bell's mascot are you talking about the dog the dog didn't they get rid chihuahua. of the, But didn't they get rid of the Yokero Taco Bell? Dog? But they, I haven't replaced it with anything else. That's true. Just all their ads is just like dong. You're it's like, just an so implication bad. of the dog now. Yeah. The idea that the dog had existed is enough. Yes. Yeah. Wait, no, I, but did the dog <laughs> exist at that point in time? 
Okay, sorry. Okay. In a fictional okay. fake universe? <laughs> yes, he always existed. <laughs> okay, Demolition Man came out in 1993, okay? But it was the future. It was the future. Yeah. Taco Bell dog. Let's see. Taco Bell dog was an advertisement between 1997 and 2000. What? <laughs> what? Oh, the Chihuahua died at age 15 in 2009. Aww. 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 Poor puppy. Okay, done. <laughs> oh, the dog's name was Gidget. It was a girl, Aww. but it was voiced by Carlos Alizraki. I'm messing up his name. I know. I'm. I apologize. Um, but yes, that's it. Oh, we know. R.I.P. Gidget. Poor Gidget. Um, yes, but there's no animals in Hackers. Oh, right, Hackers. Yes. Uh, are there any? I feel like. Uh, I don't know. Is there a dog in there? I guess not. I guess the closest we get to a wild thing is when he sings in the shower about being a wild child. <laughs> And that was unnecessary. That, wait, wait, wait. It's necessary because we could also segue to the soundtrack, which is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing, actually. It's the soundtrack is soundtrack. also really, I, I mean, a Gross Point Plank has like a really eclectic soundtrack, but this movie was like a very like cultivated uh, kind of rave dance scene soundtrack yeah. but it was like but it also had strange references like who sings that song the wild child it's like uh uh well, well he's, let's see he's like an old school rock star i can't his mm-hmm. tip of my tongue but like yeah it's like uh, wild it's child like, was it just says written johnny o'keefe johnny greenan and dave owen who sings it well, I guess because they don't actually sing it in the movie, yeah. it's it's Iggy Pop. It's Iggy Pop. Yes. What? Yes. As soon as I saw it, I was just like, I should have known that. That is- I, I also knew that. It was like right there and then it was mm. gone. But no, like, but uh, it has like, yeah, great, like, cool, like, classic rock influence, but then like really fun, like techno influence. And, like, mm. it was a great soundtrack. It was really, I think that really shaped the movie so when they had like all those weird visu- visualizations of like it the worked. web and the yeah it really kind of carried it along mm-hmm. yeah they've got like orbital they've got prodigy yes. they've got um underworld um they've got left field they've got oh the stereo mc song that's right that's a great song um yeah they've just got like everybody who was doing like dance rock techno at that point in time was in it like that sound yeah there so i I think they were trying really hard to infuse like the fashion culture and the music culture of the same scene i mean uh, to varying degrees of success of course (laughs) but i don't know i think they're trying to represent like the higher fashion ideals 
than like the realistic ones <laughs> that were happening at the time that looked very different. Oh, very different. As it, it was like much messier in real life, right? Like it was yeah. just like, yeah, it didn't look aesthetically like this was very like um, a curated collection, like mm-hmm. in hackers, like it was almost too good to be true kind of thing, like almost like a yeah, a fabricated existence. <laughs> yeah, because they were kind of dressed like raver kids, to be yeah. honest. But, like, but it was ra- almost like a cartoon. Like, it wasn't even, like, real life. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. see anybody in real life dressing like this, even at no, that time. No, not at that time. But, like, even, like, raver kids always have, like, this slight messy disheveledness to them because yeah. they spent their whole time with their hands up, dancing, you know, glow right. sticks. They were strung they were, out. They, they were strung out. It was muddy places. Like all of their jeans were like the whole bottom was frayed, you know. Like it's it's those things where these people they were just like no 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 head to toe you're you're somebody did this. It was a look, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. (laughs) Um, Which even the motorcycle guy was like perfectly like not a crease on him. (laughs) Surprisingly, he was wearing a JVC shirt. I'm like. What what VCR company is giving you a shirt to wear in this? But you know, whatever product placement, whatever you want to call it, it's fine. Um, I found it all very interesting. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Were we gonna fo- were we gonna quote our favorite? Oh yeah, can you can you? Well, quote along? well, for me, it's um, what is it? Uh, mess with the best, die like the rest, of course. And uh, I, I know what your quote is. Go ahead, say it. Oh, hack the planet. Hack oh, the no. planet. yours isn't hack the planet. Yours is uh, the, the other one. The pool on the roof must have a leak. No, none of that accidental shit. That one. Oh, none of that accident. <laughs> I also like. Uh, I put that thing in that place that time where I put that thing that time. <laughs> that was a that's a great quote actually. That's a great one. I still use that one where I tell people where I put things. I yeah. put that thing in that place that time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I love I love the fact too that the movie's just like oh you can abuse uh, pay phones you know because screw phone companies that are charging you too much money. But we live in a society that payphones don't exist really anymore, and it makes me sad. <laughs> I want my free call overseas with my five dollars of like recorded whatever. <laughs> like shit. I could have been getting free calls this whole time. This whole time. What are you even paying like a sucker? <laughs> such a fool, I tell you. Such a fool. Oh, this is before the mobile era. <laughs> Not oh, a flip phone to be found in this movie. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and I, love the, I love the like laptops they talk about that are so amazing. Oh, the computers God. that they're on. They're like, they've got like 10 inch screens. They've got like 16 <laughs> colors. And it is like, this is the greatest thing ever. I've, I've plugged it into the modem. But let's talk about the bus. Like, <laughs> 28.8 man. BPS. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is shameful. That is nobody would brag about that now. Nobody even knows nobody. what that is. They're talking about their five G. Yeah. <laughs> I was legitimately watching the movie, and when they were saying all of the stats, I knew they were bad, but I didn't even. Bo- I was just like, "There's no point looking this up. I know this is bad. I know this is crap. I'm not." 
they're half of what they're saying is nonsense like three out of <laughs> ten words made sense i'm not even trying, not even trying. <laughs> are they gonna sell midi to me next it's the best <laughs> musical wave like- yeah <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god! Oh, look at these bitmap images; they're so amazing. <laughs> oh my god, the sixteen-bit graphics! <laughs> like shit! <laughs> my god, there's like two fifty k memory on it. I was like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute! I just gotta finish spray painting my keyboard and camo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand if you're a good typist, you should un- you should know what all the buttons are. But at the same time, I was just like, you're "Fucking screwed, dude!" Really, oh, really. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna regret that choice eventually. You are. He's like, he's like, shit. Is this the M? No, that's not the M. Is this the M? No, that's not the M. Every the time. God. God. The worst. like i love the fact that the qwerty keyboard is relatively like standardized but at the same time all key like a lot of keyboards are laid out slightly differently totally you know so so like you know sometimes your shift buttons are smaller than others but they're in a row with this and some of you have a keyboard on your left sometimes the 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 number keys are only at the top but then you have a control button or sometimes you have a windows button sometimes you have this button and that button and it's before but after you know and it just depends and you know, painting over your keyboard just seems stupid. <laughs> and like putting the icons, like the little like, like you don't even have emojis yet. Like, what are you putting the emojis on your keyboard for? <laughs> it makes no sense. You're still like emopticon territory or whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> the necromonical. What are those called? You know what I'm talking about? Like semicolon. Yeah, emoticons. Yeah, yeah. emoticons. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like it's like colon uh, open a uh, closed bracket. You got a smile yes. face, and if you don't know that, you're too young. Hi. This is pre emoji era hacking. This is this is the this is the evolution that we're talking about. This is leet. We're still talking leet here, speak, man. Who uses an e when you can use a three? What is wrong with you? <laughs> this is hackers this is what hackers do yeah it's called leet speak (laughs) this is what disruptors were before silicon valley yes (laughs) until you can draw pictures for me in ascii don't even start don't even (laughs) get it together You don't know nothing. Unless you're hiding your files on floppy, don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. Did you ever have to type win to get into Windows? No? You're too young. You're too young. Okay. You bought a new computer and you were able to boot it to start without installing anything? Then I don't want to hear it. Yeah. You didn't have to put in your boot disk immediately? <laughs> spend three days setting up that shit you didn't have you didn't have to figure out how to get your way through dos to find your file too young or play a game or play a game do you know what word perfect is too young 
craziness. <laughs> this is all real things we're talking about, kids. Look it up. Real things, real things, real struggles. <laughs> so many struggles. I mean, I had a Hotmail address before they were bought by Microsoft. Okay. Yeah. This is this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I still have my Hotmail address. <laughs> Oh, I have several Hotmail addresses, just not my original one because it got taken over by spam. Ooh. And so I have to get rid of it. So so because of that, I don't use it anymore. I think it's gone or disappeared. But my first email address was coolhuh at hotmail.com. Why? Because I was told to think of something and I was like, this is pretty cool, huh? And that was my email address. <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> but um I don't have it anymore sadly. Aww. Yeah. I feel still so good like uh you know when you like go buy something at a store and like can we have your email address and I just give them my hotmail address and to see the sinking look on the salesperson's face. <laughs> <laughs> You're never getting anything out of me. You're welcome. You're not checking this email are you? I'm like I do. I just don't reply to anything. Yeah. 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 My hotmail address is definitely a dumping ground for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, but like, ugh, it's crazy. But yeah, I don't know why I'm drifting for a second. That's because we're hackers, Tracy. It's because we're hackers, man. We're, we're hardcore hackers. <laughs> we're hacking the planet. <laughs> yeah. Hack the planet. Guess what? Anywhere I go, I can hack into Google and get access to my documents. Mm. Whoa! Mm. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it if I'm this elite. It's not my my fault. I mean, I started. If you a- had a if you had a hacker alias, Tracy, what would that ha- alias be? Like, would you have a oh hacker name? Oh my god. That is a good question. Because they all have aliases in this movie. Mm-hmm. We got Crash. Um, what is it? Oh, I know there's there's Acid Crash Burn. and Burn. Yeah, Acid Burn. Yeah, because I was going to say Crash and Burn. I was like, no, no, no. That's the, no, that's the combination of the two. <laughs> yeah, they made a joke called Crash and Burn. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's a good question. I have there's no Serial idea. Killer. So there's um there's uh there's Nikon, um, and what's the name of the other guy? The other guy's name is the one who gives really bad fashion advice. And I was like, you're not allowed to give fashion advice. That's not allowed. Oh, f- there's Freak. All right. Yeah, it's P H R E A K. Um, and then there's Fisher Stevens, who's the plague. Right. Um, there is, or what not. I like to call him not culturally appropriating in this movie. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I saw him, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, he played the really stereotypical Indian guy in um, short yeah, circuit. short circuit." And I actually had to look it up. I'm like, "Is that just like a false memory, or is that real?" Nope, that's real. That's up there with Peter Sellers in the party. 
It's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I loved Short Circuit too when I was a kid. I loved that movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I loved it for the robot. Like, let's be yeah. clear. The robot's great. He Johnny Five is alive. Johnny it's, Five it's is together. alive in my heart. He's alive in my heart. Always be alive. <laughs> he will always be alive. Um, yeah, I love that movie. Um, the second movie, he he bumps into like a like a street gang and <laughs> Los Lobos. <laughs> Los Lobos kick your ass. What is it? Los Lobos kick your ball. Los Lobos kick your face. Los Lobos kick, kick your ass into outer space. <laughs> Why is this something I still remember? I do not know. I easily have not watched that movie in 20 years. Easily. <laughs> easily. Um, but that's the thing I remember. You're welcome. Um, I have well, and to- it wasn't like what uh, Penn and Teller is in the... Uh, oh, Penn's like- in this movie. He's Penn, one of his- yes. He's, he's one like of the his, like, lackey henchmen. security dudes. Yes. He's terrible. <laughs> so horrible. He's like the one they have to like set up to like, oh, I'm gonna explain all the hacking stuff to you. <laughs> Let me tell you about God as a security <laughs> password. So one thing I remember the whole thing about them being like the most used passwords and stuff. But they keep saying love, sex, secret, and God. But I was just like, oh, like love as in like somebody you love or sex as in somebody you have sex with. Secret, like, you know, I have four toes or something. I don't fucking know. But according to this movie, no, people just put in love, L-O-V-E, or sex, S-E-X, or secret, S-E-C-R-E-T, or God, G-O-D. And I'm just like, Really? Like, I would have guessed one, two, three, four, five before love or sex or secret. Actually, that is very true. <laughs> but also, I don't remember a time where you could have a, a password that's less than eight characters long. Yeah, or three, three, letters, three letters. Or like, never, never had a three-letter yeah. password before. Yeah. Maybe a five-letter five password. Five-letter password. Definitely had five-letter <laughs> passwords. Um, but yeah, I was just like a three letter password makes no sense because that would be what that's just six combinations. Like that's easy to figure out, dude. Like, what are what are you doing? <laughs> Wait, is it six? That's like more than six. I thought it was three prime. No, or is it twenty six times? It's twenty six times twenty six times twenty six. Is that yeah? Right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm way off. So math. We're mathematical. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Hack the planet all the time. Um, it's not like I did good at math in school or nothing. <laughs> okay, so that's so technically that's seventeen thousand five hundred and seventy six combinations. But that's really small compared to yeah, it is times. So eight <laughs> letters brings you up to oh, that's a lot of combinations. What is that's a billion? I think that's a billion. Two hundred eight billion eight hundred twenty seven million sixty four thousand five hundred seventy six combinations that's a very that's a that's a very large difference yeah 
So, yes. Yeah, guys, I did that all in my head. <laughs> Hack the planet. <laughs> Hack the planet. They're trashing our rights. <laughs> trashing. Tra- Matthew Lillard. What a gem in this movie, honestly, though. What he is so gem. funny. Like, comedic genius in this movie. <laughs> It, they totally set him up for like the Scooby Doo franchise coming up. Yeah, <laughs> I think I remember him from like four movies. It's this movie, then it's Scream, then oh, right. it's like I think it's She's All That, and um like Scooby Doo. I think it's She's All That. It's one of those like team rom coms, and he plays like the asshole that everybody's trying to impress, but he's really not that impressive. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure it's that one. But he has 146 credits and I remember him from four movies. That's that's kind of sad. He's in the new um, show with like Retta and uh, is it called Bad Girls or Good Girls or something like that? Anyway, he plays um, uh, shoot. It was the redhead in Mad Men. It's She's good like, girls, yeah. Good girls. He plays he plays the spouse, and mm-hmm. he's like a really inept spouse. Like he's like cheating and loses all the money and just a goof. Yeah. It's same role, just like in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Hacker boy grew up, married well, got a car dealership, <laughs> and is just married messing Christina it up Hendrick. now. Just. <laughs> fucking it up royally like like you expect him to because he's that guy in actors Mm -hmm. like he's still the same guy (laughs) yeah he's doing he's doing exactly the same things gotcha yeah oh he's in without a paddle that for some reason that movie is oh yeah he is yeah oh yeah 13 ghosts okay I, i remember him in that one yeah she's all that he's in as well yeah Okay, I slightly remember him from slightly more movies now. (laughs) But the thing is, the movies he's, except for like Scream, none of the movies he's in is like, quote unquote, legitimately good movies. Like you can say, like the- Passable. Yeah. Passable. Like, like, Like there's a lot of movies that like with like hackers and stuff like it's nostalgia. It's kind of fun. It's kind of silly. You just get over it. You just you're just in there for the ride. Like there's a bunch of his movies that are like that. But calling it good is ooh, that is that is work. To call it good. That's work to call it good. And I'm not I'm not talking down about Matthew Willard or anything. He what he has done. He has put together a fine collection of work you know his his his, his opus is 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 is, uh in in progress still um but yeah this is just my opinion it just (laughs) just my opinion it's okay you're not a hater i am not a hater not at all not at all (laughs) you just say right Uh, but he really is the perfect Shaggy, though. I, I must admit that. No, he's a good, he's great. Amazingly. He's great. Oh my god! And then, of course, you know Johnny Lee Miller, who's had a very <sighs> interesting career. But uh, and this is pre-marriage to Angelina, right? This movie. I, isn't this movie how they met? 
Uh, maybe I don't know, but yeah, something like so. that. Uh, let's see. Let's see if there's. I was watching. Um, I think he does Pride and Prejudice. Uh, so so when I um when I first saw this movie Hackers, I remember I was I'm like a huge awesome fan, and I remember Pride and Prejudice coming out just before this, and I and he's like a very like. I can't remember who he plays in Pride and Prejudice. I think he's like. I don't know if he's like the main guy or not, but he's just like a very proper dude. And he's just so, so different. And so Mm -hmm. like, this was delightful. Like he's like, he's American. He's much more relaxed. He's not like the uptight snooty snoot in the Regency era. (laughs) It was Pride and Prejudice. Was it? I, I saw Austin movie that he was in that he did prior to this. Okay. So it's not Pride and Prejudice. Or no, it was it uh, North Anger Abbey or well, I don't know, did, they all... um hold on. What is just before Hackers? So he did um EastEnders. No, that's like a that's something else. That's a TV show, right? That's a TV show. Mansfield Park. Oh, Mansfield Park. That's what okay. he's in. That is after Hackers. FF. Is it really? It is after. It came out in 1999. Oh, I have such, I don't know. I guess, well, yeah, I'm more of an Austin fan than I'm willing to admit that. Because it's just such a, a greater memory for me. Yeah. Than, than Hackers? Yeah. Well, <laughs> hackers and Train Spotting, and then Elementary. He was in Elementary. He did, he was Elementary, right? Yeah. 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 Those are the things I remember him from. <laughs> yeah, he plays like, oh, in Mansfield Park, he's like, yeah, he's the religious guy that is like, uh, he's aspiring to be a priest and he's like not the firstborn. So he's not going to inherit this giant property. And anyways, he ends up being the love interest of the main character. But uh it's just like it's so different right like it's so like in this uh in the same one i think hugh bonneville is also in it and he plays like this real foppish dude it's just delightful i recommend it (laughs) uh his name was edmund bertram yes edmund aspiring priest (laughs) hugh bonneville was mr rushworth Yes, Hugh Bonneville is so funny. He's got like this full head of hair that is just like ridiculously perched. Like he's got these bangs that you're like completely distracted by the entire time. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you're not supposed to have bangs. What's with these bangs? Like, what is with this volume on the front of your head? The balding area. (laughs) That is weird, dude. Hugh. Cover it. Cover it. Anyways, I guess like the the time the the time frame kind of like merges together in my head because like I have such huge memories of of the Austin thing and like mm-hmm. for I don't know I can really picture him in that role. It's just like yeah, you're uh, you're a trained classical actor. You're like this is what you do. You're British, of course. You're in this like thing. Mm. <laughs> well, th- I think that that happens with a lot of people, like a lot of actors and stuff, like. Like, there's the movie that makes you recognize a person, and that's the thing. No matter where in it, it, their career comes from, yeah. you know, like, 
no, no, no. This came before everything else because this is where I remember them from. This is the this is the memory. Yeah. yeah this is this is the thing though. This is the thing. And and so then like when you hear like, oh no, he did like 85 <sighs> things before that, you're just like, no, what? Dude. No, we did it. He didn't have a career before that. He didn't exist before that. I mean, you think about people like 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 this the 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 cast of Seinfeld, for example. They did lots of stuff before Seinfeld. Yeah, but nobody remembers that. Kramer was in the Weird Al movie. He was in the Weird Al movie. That's right, in UHF. Uh, <laughs> great movie by the way yeah i love that movie <laughs> and um and like um elaine was in uh the the national Lampoon's christmas vacation movie oh yes um she was in a couple of things where she did like these small parts but she was also on snl which i didn't know for right. a long time yeah, um, she was the weird neighbor in that movie. I totally yeah. remember that. With the um, light. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, George was in a bunch of things. And Jerry did so- uh, like stand up for a whole a long time. You know, like. So they had like full careers before they got there. But you're like, no, no, no. Seinfeld was the first thing any of them did. You're like, no. Actually. <laughs> Actually. Like Jerry Stiller, rest in peace. Like he was in yeah, all of everything. the things before that, you know. Yeah. But, like personally, I don't remember seeing any of them in anything before Seinfeld. <laughs> so when I think about it, I'm like, no, no, that's where their career started. And oh, yeah. then they were in all of these things. You know? <laughs> it's crazy. Kelsey Grammer started his career in Cheers and it ended in Cheers. Like, no. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's all he did with his life. It's, it's over. What, what, do you, what do you mean there was a show called Frasier? What? what? Is back on again? What? Yeah. <laughs> also, Cheers, right? Star Trek Connection. He was in an episode of Star Trek. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh, so was, so, was the, so was the ex-wife. What's her name? She was also in an episode of Star Trek. Now that I think about it, I didn't look up to see if anybody in any of these movies was in Star Trek. And you know what? The last two episodes that I've done, I haven't found like a visual connection. Like usually how it works is like I see a person like that person was in Star Trek. Yeah, that's usually what happens. But the last two episodes, I have not been able to do that. And now that I think about it, I have watched these two movies and none of nothing like that popped into my head. Yeah, I can't think of anybody either in these two ones that have kind done of Star Trek stuff. If it was Kim Cattrall instead of Vinnie Driver, then I'd say yes. <laughs> and it would have been fine. Well, it's definitely not Johnny Elaine Miller, I'll tell you that. <laughs> we know. He's done the Aussies Austin territory. Yes. He's, <laughs> well, he's a he's a thespian, you know he's what I mean? He's a thespian. Mm-hmm. He's Hugh Bonneville. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna go to a slightly serious topic now um as i was searching to see who was in star trek or not the mother a is canadian she's from toronto oh yeah so there's a good canadian johnny johnny lee miller's mother yeah yeah her name is alberta watson she was born in toronto but she also died in 2015 so that makes me sad so that is my serious topic. She was in La Femme Nikita, the TV show, which I watched quite a bit of, but it also doesn't ring that big of a bell. 
Well, yeah, was she the boss? Was she the boss lady in that show? What does it say? She I remember I have vague memories. I love that show, La Femme Nikita. And I don't know if you remember the guy who was like uh the person in the shop who would always like outfit Nikita with the equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he lives in my neighborhood and I sometimes see him walking his dog around and I'm just like, oh my god, it's a celebrity. <laughs> He should totally get his autograph. It might make his day. Okay. <laughs> I'm too shy to ask, but I am thrilled every time I see him. <laughs> uh, on La Femme Nikita, her name was Madeline. I don't uh, know who that was. I think that was the boss. She was the, that boss, was the lady. boss. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Whatever happened to Petta Wilson? I don't know. Now that I, I look at it, like her, like, Youngness in La Femme Nikita reminds me a lot of Gwendolyn. Um, oh my god, the girl who is um, in Game of Thrones and Star Wars and stuff. She's like this, like large goddess woman. Um, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. Um, you, you would have seen her in other things. Like she was in, yeah, she was in the Hunger Games. She does, well, I guess in Star Wars doesn't count because she just does the like Phasma, but you don't see her face or whatever. Oh, okay. You know, I like know the, who you're talking the, about. the shiny one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she was in Welcome to Marwin. Oh yeah. She was in Fabric, which I watched not too long ago. And I actually really enjoyed that movie. It's uh, oh. very slow. It's very strange. It's very uncomfortable. Um, but it's great. It's a new movie? It's from 2018. Um, I'm going to describe it and you're going to be like, what? But it's about this dress that sort of destroys people's lives. I know it sounds oh. kind of stupid. But it like at first I was just like this is kind of dumb, but how they do it in the film just works really, really well. Huh. Yeah. Nice. It's um it's pretty good. And yeah, I don't know anything else you would have seen her in based on the sets here. But anyways, yes. But I enjoy her. She is fun. She's a great personality. That's it. Where, where was I going with this? I wasn't going. <laughs> Hack, the no. Hack the planet. Hack the planet. What else? What else? Wait, what what's else? your hacker name? Tell me your hacker name. Oh, I haven't figured that out yet. Can I be like, <sighs> can I be, um, instead of zero cool, can I be like, you know, 34 cool or something? Like yeah, that's know. cool. Just a random you number. can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Or like fifty nine hot instead. Or what about like your your current online moniker? Isn't that like movie inspired as it is? Uh, off my shelf or my other one? Your other one. We're not talking about that one. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want random spam in my other stuff. We're good. But it's actually Simpsons inspired, not movie inspired. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Simpson inspired. Um, I will even tell people it's the it's uh Marge. What is it? The it's the gambling one with the the casino. It's from that episode. Okay. Yes. 
So I remember it very specifically. I think I've only come into my hacker name recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of by fortuitous accident, which is a combination of uh, my karaoke name uh, (laughs) meets Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Because there's always one more than one Sarah at karaoke. So I have to go by Sarah B. Mm -hmm. And so it's Sarah BB-8. That makes sense. My natural extension. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that would have to be my hacker name. Because there's so many anonymous, like Sarah is almost anonymous. There's so many Sarahs. Mm. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, like when I think of a hacker name, I never think of, or like a user, I never think of wanting to use my name in it. Like, I, I think it needs to be like a thing, you know. Zero cool. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> or like like Muppet Trash Can or or you know fuchsia nail polish or something. Like it just it just needs to be like a thing, not not like a name, you know. We're in like post hack so that that would have been like your 20th century hacker name, but this is your 21st century hacker name where you can actualize your authentic self <laughs> nobody wants that well because if you're a hacker you don't want to be tracked down by the cops by using your name i mean it's all on bitcoin anyways that's not sure. traceable <laughs> oh can i be trans warp awesome sure yes done approved done okay <laughs> I just came up with it, guys. That's my <laughs> hacker name, Transwarp Awesome. Done. <laughs> Trademarked. Yes. Of course it had to be a Star Trek reference. What am I talking about? Like, why Why would I never think of this first? <laughs> it's, it's taken us, like, 20 plus years to actualize our hacker names after seeing yeah. this movie like yeah. this isn't a this is an immediate process people you mm-hmm. have to live a life before you yeah. earn your hacker name yeah. <laughs> well throughout the whole movie that one kid is trying to come up with his name and he's like i'm nothing if i don't have a name yeah and it's just like tearing him apart and it's true like now that i have a name i'm just like i can i can be a whole person now guys <laughs> Can live my actualized online self. Yes, you know, I'm gonna hover my fingers over a keyboard and pretend I'm typing really fast, and you know, I'll have like a video of things zooming at my face, or or you're gonna write HTML in like way better ways than they did in this movie because nobody writes in HTML anymore. I'm going to Google how to look cool on the internet and then copy and paste whatever code it gives me <laughs> and paste it somewhere. I have hacked the internet, guys. This is going on a way better place than my GeoCities page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My GeoCities, I still, like, it, like the image of my GeoCities page is in my brain because <laughs> I remember trying to choose a background and I had this like purple puzzle piece thing all over <laughs> the back. And now that I think about it, like visually, that would have been horrendous because it was that with bright white writing on it. <laughs> oh my God. 
This is the oh. early days of the internet. Yes. Crop tops and mesh were the fashion. Yeah. Who was discerning, uh, you know, who who was analyzing web design at that time? <laughs> Nobody. It was a mess. Nobody. It was a mess. <laughs> what the internet looked like back then was garbage. Yeah. And remember when they finally figured out how to have, like, it's they weren't even GIFs at the time, but they had, like, the moving, repeated images. In yes. Time. Yeah. And you just, like, drop them around you're like oh this is one's cool put it in the corner <laughs> why, is, why is this there what were we doing what were we doing i don't know we didn't we hadn't built our aesthetic as yet we hadn't built a style you no. know style sheets weren't invented as yet no cascading style sheets weren't a thing yeah you know <laughs> like doing a table used to be a bitch Yes. But even like even they within HTML now you can do nice tables and stuff like it's oh yeah totally it's it totally was, different oh, totally hero different. images they've saved our lives unsung <laughs> <laughs> hero images were like it <laughs> yeah oh my goodness so oh those were the days man but you think about it and like i was watching and it was just like this was only like 10 years ago oh my god it's just like oh it's 25 tracy it's 20 <laughs> your shit together <laughs> it's true like i still think of the 90s as like 10 years ago like it's still the first oh, no the off as they like to call it yeah. Um, but no, that was that was a long time ago, and it hurts my heart a lot when I think about it. <laughs> the dial-up, the modems. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, we need a phone line to to get on the internet. I'm like, you do? What? <laughs> you can't pick. You can't use the line for something else while you're doing this too. <laughs> like i remember having to like download stuff and then like my mom would just like pick up the phone i'm like no after yeah. like six hours and it's almost done yeah oh, <sighs> craziness it was crazy absolutely crazy but yeah that was a different time guys you don't you don't understand how good you have it like something takes a second to load and you're like why is this so slow please <laughs> please okay also that's the other unrealistic thing about this movie is that anytime they got on a computer and they turned it on it was on and i was just like oh yeah no, no. loading no I, even when i like oh, i turn on my xbox mm -hmm. and uh i set up like Fortnite to play or whatever i also have spotify running in the background it takes an entire song before Fortnite even loads <laughs> <laughs> That's three and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah. No, it does not work that way, guys. And like these computers were much slower. Much slower. <laughs> much slower. Oh, my God. With our tiny screens and stuff. Holy shit. That screen was tiny. Like they're hovering around the laptop and you're just like, are you guys seeing anything? It's, it's like. No, no one. It, if you saw anything on a slight angle at those computers, you didn't see shit. shit. Like not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Oh my god. They did not uh perfect the, the screen technology, you know. It was the <laughs> same shit on like a Game Boy. If the lighting was wrong and you were holding it at the wrong angle, you were screwed. You're gonna fall into the pit. Like yeah. that's just how it worked. Um <laughs> it's, it's the same thing with the computer screen. Like ugh, it's crazy. 
<laughs> I, I think about like I'm watching the movie and thinking about I'm like all their the things that they're doing in this movie are normal or they used to be normal and I can't <laughs> believe I used to put up with that shit like <laughs> oh my god if I was transported back to 1995 and be like hey here's your internet we'd uh, all be angry <laughs> here's your, your dial up and and your just like, tears oh my god 20 minutes to turn on 10 minutes for the dial up to connect i'm waiting for my fax to come through <laughs> what <laughs> holy shit like it's crazy i that know was, that was my other thing every time they went online there was no dial up sound what yeah they didn't have like any well they were too busy like whooshing in over the the visuals playing like the techno yeah yeah <laughs> that was much more they're like we're gonna drown out the dialing in with this okay we're gonna drop some prodigy on you you're gonna get over yes. this you're gonna, it's gonna be fine it's you're completely fine. distracted by the smack my bitch up right now <laughs> <laughs> Oh that's what it was like in the 90s. That's what it was we didn't like care the 90s. about Wi-Fi. But we cared about Prodigy. Okay. Yeah. You know, checking out a fire starter, smacking bitches up. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 all, it's all of that stuff. We're just, we're just, just with it. It's virtual insanity. <laughs> that's what this movie should be called. Let's rename it. This movie is called Virtual Insanity. Because none of it... <laughs> None of this is working. None of this is working. It's fine. Uh, also, one of my last notes for this movie was, you know when they're on their dates and the lights in the buildings are saying crash and burn on it? Oh, yeah. And all I could think is, uh, what did I write? People working in those buildings late are freaking out. <laughs> Okay. Like you think of like the cleaning staff and like the guards and whatever to make that work. These are like full floors of lighting going on and off in those buildings. And imagine you're just like sweeping along and everything just starts going on and off and going crazy. And you're just like, Ugh, you know, for sure. So like what a weird like bet that like the the end of the bet is like she has to go on a date with him like i'm not so cool with that coercive technique (laughs) exactly you know i was just like i would hope that she would be still like no fuck you like i'm a feminist (laughs) well the reason something that has to happen in a movie is because she's a girl and she has to be submissive to a man (sighs) and this is how you do that without being like neil you know it's you know like no i'm gonna win and we're gonna go on a date and you're gonna love me and of course that's what happens because why i don't like i just don't know wait did this movie pass the bichtel test was there two ladies that had a conversation i don't think that there was no i don't think she talked to another because even like the scene with the teacher and she's talking about like the quote on the board or whatever if it's about love and it's about man yeah yeah you know and even at like the party and stuff, she's just making out with dudes. The other hackers are dudes. They're just even like the female boss isn't doesn't ever talk to another lady. 
No, she the doesn't mom doesn't it. talk to anybody nope. aside, aside from the son. Or no, yeah. there's the there's the one point in time she opens the door and she's like, "Oh, I see what the, the fuss cop. is about." Oh, no, the right. mother. Yeah. There's I guess that, that makes that it pass. Um, but I don't think that passes the Bechtel test because no. what she says to her is in ref- reference to a man, so that doesn't yeah. count either. No, it doesn't count. So yeah, no. Well, gross point blank won that test. <laughs> Boom! Done. <laughs> Winner. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like it it was just like uh (laughs) the movie is just I don't know, it's aesthetics, right? Like it is aesthetics, it's nostalgia, it's cool music more so than fashion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just want to say to fully describe the aesthetic of this movie is when the plague is coming to get the disc from Dade. Did he skateboarding? He's skateboarding, but he's holding on to a limo beside him to like to speed up. And then he just like lets go, gets it from him, and then goes back into the limo, like goes back to holding on to the limo. And I was just like, Really? Wait, did you go all the way from home like this? Or were you like around the corner, told the limit of stops so you can get out, got on your skateboard, then drove up, and then you got back around the corners like and got back in? Like, I'm trying to figure out how, what is the logistics of doing this? <laughs> like, that whole thing was un- like, they could have just had a limo pull up, roll down window, take the disc. Go away. But right. no, he had to be on a skateboard outside of it. Grabbing it. Yeah. It just, it made no sense. Like, it just, okay. So this, that is, that's a, the pure aesthetic of that movie. As Dade stands outside in his overly padded top and his, <laughs> his uh, very tight uh, jeans and a crop top underneath. So Proportionally... Uh, isolating outfit. Yes, <laughs> it's not yeah. accentuating his features whatsoever. Nope, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. it's wrong. Wrong cut of everything. Yeah. So that scene in the movie tells you everything you need to know about the movie. That's it. All right, that's my last note. Okay. I mean, it is. It's highly enjoyable. I don't know. Yeah. I, I it, it has a place in my heart. It does. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. I thoroughly enjoyed watching both of these movies <laughs> for very different reasons, each of them. Like, like uh Gross Point of Pink was very nostalgic and it was just very fun with like it's like quippy conversation and quirky characters and good music. Great. Yeah. Hackers was just like, what the hell is going on? What the shit? What is that guy wearing? That computer. What is that? What, what is, is the point that? of the scene? Yeah. <laughs> but what what is this representing? This yeah. is just made up. <laughs> yeah, but it's still enjoyable because of all. It's of funny. That. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. It's virtual insanity. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if I ever get Jamiroquai to come on this podcast, it'll be the greatest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) He got a lot of love in this episode. You could take him. He did. He really, really did. He deserves it. He's understated, man. He is like 
<laughs> he's incredible. He he, he awesome. references so much music in his music that it's like it's so cool to see. It's like, oh, it's an entire generation of music that informed you and you're representing it. That's cool. <laughs> and also it just generally sounds good even if you don't know the history of the music. Oh yeah. You know, like I actually think he's a pretty good lyricist. Like just like it's not even just like some of his his songs are stories, yes. But a lot of it is just like he's got like some witty construction of lyrics and like how he puts it together and stuff too. I mean, there's songs like Supersonic where it's literally supersonic for like four minutes with like a <laughs> three lines, fine. But it's a great danceable beat. It's awesome. But then you have songs like Cosmic Girl, which is just like pure magic. Beats, lyrics, Great. just like the whole bit is 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 gorgeous. Thank you. Um, Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming back and having this combo with me. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's always fun to get you on these like nostalgia-filled episodes, which just makes them makes them great. It it was super fun. (laughs) Yay! Um. Well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at OhMyShelf, or you can send an email to OhMyShelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we're doing another Twitch takeover. Erica will be back, allowing me to take over her channel to talk about a perfect combination of films. Half-Baked and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. We are doing the recording on May 27th at 6.30 p.m. EST. Follow Erica on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Erica in Glasses. Join us as we chat about the movies, answer questions, and interact with viewers. Hope you're here to listen.